Lord. Oh, my King, you are worthy and worthy and worthy to be praised. you on this morning hallelujah we welcome you unlimited grace hallelujah soar international outreach network god bless you and we thank god for you hallelujah amen we're here on this morning and we're going to be back in the book of hebrews 11 hallelujah Amen. Hebrews 11, we're talking about faith, moving our faith muscle, a year of faith. Amen. We've been talking on faith. We've been we've been expounding on faith and we've been studying more and more in the word of God about faith. And on last week, we were talking about how um, the spirit of anxiety sometimes affect all the times affect our faith hallelujah and i told you that i'll come back this week with some information that i read that turned that actually ties into what we were talking about amen because sometimes anxiety makes us rush and think and make our heart go at a certain rate and it allows us to you know do certain things out of god's will because it becomes a spirit, amen, the, the spirit of anxiety, it, 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 it affects us. And faith cannot work when the spirit of anxiety is in us. So I wanted us to talk a little bit more about the spirit of anxiety. Because we talked about some elements of faith. Dear Heavenly Father, decrease me that you may increase the word of God on this morning as we go into our logo Sunday class on our Sunday service. And again, we welcome everybody with us here. Hallelujah. We're honored to have y'all sword international outreach network. I'm lady apostle. Amen. And I'm honored to have you all here with us. Amen. So we just pray that the Holy spirit speak to us as he always does. And I just pray that you open up your hearts to allow the spirit of God to move in you. Amen. 
Hallelujah. To hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you on this morning through his word, through the teaching. Amen. We've been in these series for a whole, what, four weeks now. And we're finishing up today. And we're going to talk about knowing our positioning in Christ. Because now we have talked about the elements of faith. We said our faith is um, being, it could be activated through, first of all, the word of God. Amen. The word of God is God. And he is the one who activate our faith. Amen. Through his word, because his word cannot come by voice. So when we know his word and speak his word, it is the word of God that activate, hallelujah, the faith to work, to move on us so that our works will not be dead. Hallelujah. So we thank God for now faith. Faith is not yesterday or tomorrow, but faith is now. And when you know your faith is now, you're able to operate in your now. You know, it's not easy operating in your now faith because faith is something that you don't see but you believe and know that it's going to happen you believe and know that god is going to take care of whatever it is that you are going through now i'm not going to sit here and say oh it's, it's easy no um i don't care how spiritual we can become or be you know walking in faith Different levels of faith is not easy. You overcome one area of faith to the next area, but the area that you have overcome gets you to your now, what you're in now. So it is not as hard, but you still go through. Sometimes you still feel a little down or feel like, you know, it may not happen, but you know now faith is happening hallelujah so um it's good to always be transparent when we're talking about these type of things because a lot of times people you know they when we come into ministry you know we, we know everything gonna be all right we know god is good all the time we know that he's doing everything for us but we still got to go through our faith journey and that faith journey sometimes is not the easiest amen I don't care who you are. If you can sit here and tell me, oh, it's the easiest. Well, I want to know what God you serve because I know I serve the true and living God. And faith allows us to get closer to God because it allows us to trust more and wait on the Lord and not our own ability and our own knowledge or our own way of thinking. So now faith allows us to activate the word of God. So that the word of God is what Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of God. Let me um grab another battery here. Um the word of God is what activate our faith. So when the word of God activate our faith. It allows us to move in down faith. It allows us to move in God. Because when we're operating in God's word, when we're, when we're operating in God's word, it allows us to move in down faith. Amen? God's word allows us to, to move in down faith. You can't move in now faith without being in God's word. 
because it would not work amen you can't operate in your own faith you have to operate in god in god the word of god because it's the word of god that activates your faith hallelujah amen so the word of god is one area hallelujah to activate our faith the first area amen the second area is in the name of jesus amen you know you got to know that it's in the name of jesus whatever we're asking whatever we need is in the name of jesus and it's not in our name it's not in the apostle name it's not in the teacher's name or nobody's name but the name of jesus so our faith is activated in the name of jesus when we say in the name of jesus that is what activate our faith amen so in the name of jesus is another area on how we activate our faith so the word of god in the name of jesus and through the holy spirit because the holy spirit is what works in us to allow our now faith to move because god's spirit is now speaking to us god's spirit is now leading us god's spirit is directing us God's spirit is is starting us, is triggering us, is turning on our faith, is allowing our faith to move, is allowing our faith to run, is allowing our faith to crank up, to drive up, to kick up, to charge, to be electrified, to be on fire. The Holy Spirit is what generates our faith. It gives us power. It gives us the push. It gives us the ability to move in now faith. So the Holy Spirit does what? The Holy Spirit makes us move. It makes us run. It makes us spark. It gives us fire. It activates and allows us to kick over, turn over, charge, electrify, be electrified, energized, fuel, generator, power, and push. Hallelujah. Like Apostle A.B. Prince say, we pushing. Hallelujah. We keep on pushing. That's right. You got to keep on pushing through. You can't stop. Blessing to you too, man of God. God bless you, Reverend Samuel, and everybody that's joined us. Amen. But yes, you got to keep pushing. You got to keep pushing. You can't stop pushing. You got to keep pushing. That's what the Holy Spirit does. It helps you to what? Push. It gives you the fire. It gives you the fuel. It generates you. It gives you the power. It gives you the push. It electrifies you. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And now our faith can be activated and also as we talked about the word of god then it allows us to what pray effectively amen so in the name of jesus the holy spirit and also righteousness god's righteousness amen remember we talked about the righteousness of god how the righteousness of god allows us to activate our faith to another level amen it allows us to not only operate in God's um, way or the way that God wants us to do, but it allows us to stay in alignment with God. Amen. So us staying in alignment with God, it gives us that ability, amen, to do those things. Amen. So um, that's what we have been studying. Amen. And then I said on today, I wanted to talk a little bit about the spirit of anxiety. I think I went through this study before on one of my um, um, teachings, but I wanted to go back through it because I believe that sometimes we don't know the signs amen so there are different signs of anxiety the spirit of anxiety we know that the spirit of anxiety is a natural response of our brain to stress or to fight or to flight situations to prevent dangers is usually defined as the fuse fade very unpleasant feeling so the spirit of anxiety make you feel uncomfortable amen 
It makes you have a spirit of fear. It makes you be very like withdrawn. It makes you withdraw from being around others. Amen. So it, 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 there's different symptoms that you can look for when you can see that this spirit is trying to overtake you is by shortness of breath, loss of appetite, dizziness, sweating, sleeplessness. Hallelujah. Um, your heart beating fast. And you just constantly just worrying and you having a spirit of fear. So these are different ways, amen, that you can identify this type of spirit that is trying to come over you, amen. So anytime that you're operating in now faith, these type of spirits will try to come and hinder your faith. Amen. Because sometimes you worry about a certain situation or you're worrying about what God said he was going to do and he's not doing it yet. Remember, I told you the time test. The time test is when God put you on the shelf and leave you there, not leaving you there because he don't love you. He leaves you there to what prune you, to get you ready for your next, to get you ready for your now. So when God put you on the um, the, the um, that, that shelf, Amen. That's the shelf that gets you ready for the things that he's getting you prepared for. Hallelujah. So don't don't worry. Don't don't panic when you when you get on that shelf. Amen. It's just like I said before. It's just like a canned good. You know, when you got a canned good that's sitting on the shelf at Walmart or whatever supermarket that you shop at, that canned good is sitting on the shelf. Sometimes it sits on the shelf. For a long period of time. But they don't leave something on the shelf um, expired. So until a customer come and buy it, it sits there and it sits there. But it doesn't lose its value. It doesn't lose who it, what it is and what it does. Amen. So therefore, because of that, you know, the, the canned good or the, or, or the product is still sitting there. But one day, one day, somebody comes and they buy it. And when they come and buy it. Hallelujah. They're coming to buy it. But at the same time, it's not losing its value. But it may sit there. But they will pull it if it begins to, what, be expired. They won't leave something on the shelf that's expired. Amen. So you got to know that's how God does us. He sometimes put us on the shelf, but we're not expired. He's just putting us on the shelf for that time being. Because he's getting us prepared. He's getting us ready. Amen. For the now. He's getting us ready for what he's trying to get ready for us to do. Hallelujah. So don't lose heart. Amen. Don't let the spirit of anxiety make you fear or worry. It's not easy. Especially when you're going through so many tests. You know, when you're going through a test physically. Test spiritually. Financially, emotionally, relationally, when you're going through a test, hallelujah, dealing with your health, just imagine going through all these tests at one time. It's not easy, oh, it's not easy at all, but your faith gets you through it. But the spirit of anxiety will come and sit at your front door and bang on your front door to, to make you let it in, but you can't let it in. You got to begin to speak to your mind. You got to begin to do what Romans 12 says to what? Renew our minds. Let our minds be transformed. How do we let our minds be transformed? By studying God's word. By meditating on God's word. By being in God's word. 
So the spirit of anxiety, it makes us have panic attacks. So sometimes you just feel like, oh, you can't breathe or you're short of breath. Panic attacks is caused by fear. It, it, it because you're because you're fearing a man. So you experience a panic attack sometimes just suddenly because of fear. And it makes your heart sometimes pound and sometimes you have pain in your heart. Amen. And then sometimes you feel like you can't breathe. So the spirit of anxiety also caused you to have panic attacks. Amen. So these are different things. And, and I'll send you out the, 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 the series that I taught on the spirit of anxiety so that you can get more information. But I wanted to touch just a little bit on that so that we can have a better understanding and what God is saying. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's um, continue um, with what we said we were talking about because now that our faith is activated, now that we are we we, we moved our faith muscle. Remember we said our, our our faith activation is like a muscle. It is strengthened through exercise. Amen. So now we have to continue to work our muscle of faith. So now we're able to move in the things that God has called us to move in because now our faith has been activated because we know how to use the word of God. We know how to call on the name of Jesus. We know how to pray effectively through the word of God. We know how to call on the Holy Spirit to join us and be with us in all that we do through his righteousness because we know the weapons we use to tear down strongholds, amen, is the sword of the spirit. Amen, which is the word of God. We know that the sword of the spirit is an offensive weapon. It's meant to be used to tear down and to kill the enemy troops. Amen, because strongholds or devil is the devil's assets in war. And he loves to use those things against us. But we must take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Amen, and start using it against Satan and his plan. Amen. Because that is what's going to d d demolish him completely. We can't use our own wisdom, our own words, our own books. We have to use the word of God. And we have to know our spiritual positioning in Christ. Because when we know our spiritual positioning in Christ, then we're able to act, then we're able to walk in our now faith. Our now faith had now been activated. Because God has given all of us a measure of authority. Amen. And this measure of authority allows us to be an influencer. Amen. And have the authority to move things through his word by what we speak in the atmosphere. That's why our words are so powerful. That's why we have to be careful how we use our words. What we say in out of our mouth. Because once it comes out of our mouth, it is released into the atmosphere. And those words can either bring a blessing or a curse. So that's why you got to be careful on your words that you release because of the authority that God have given unto us. Amen. Because when we are sitting in our positioning in Christ Jesus, see, it's not about a position, being an apostle and being, no, that's a gift that is given to us. Amen. Because he gave some apostles, some pastors, some prophets, some teachers, some evangelists. Not everybody is that. He gave some. So he has given us that measure of that gift. 
But I'm talking about the measure of the authority. See, you've already given us power because when he activated our now faith, remember, the Holy Spirit is part of that activation. So because he sits down inside of us, the Spirit of God has power. The Spirit of God electrifies us. It fuels us. It moves us. So he's already given us power. But the authority that he has given unto us is our positioning in him. So the enemy does not have authority. He only has the power what God has given him, the, the prince of the air. So everything in the world, the prince of the air, he moves in. But he has no authority. He needs our authority. That's why he steals our words. He takes the words out of our mouth and tries to twist them to make it become what he wanted to become. So that's why you got to be careful what you release because when them words are released, the enemy can take those words and turn it for his good. When they're never supposed to be for his good, the words that we speak supposed to be for the word for God. The word of God, God himself. So we got to know our positioning, the authority that God has given unto us. Because he's given us the authority to pray, to call forth, to stand in the gap, to war. Hallelujah. To speak those things that are not as though they were. Amen. With power and authority, with demonstration. So that the manifestation of the Holy Spirit can move in the earthly realm. Glory to God. Because it's not according to our own ability. It's only by his spirit, says the Lord. So he, God does not ask us to, he does not ask to give what we don't have. Rather, he asks us to give what we do have. And what we have is what he has given us. He's given us power. He's given us the authority. He's given us the ability to move mountains by our now faith. So now our now faith has been activated through his word, by his Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, through effective prayers, living through his righteousness. Now we're able to be able to give what God wants us to give. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 11 and 12. Hallelujah. I want to read that before we go um, finish and the teaching. Amen. So get your pens and papers ready because you can go back and study. Hallelujah. We thank everybody for joining us. SOAR International Outreach Network. Amen. We're activating our faith muscle. Hallelujah. A year of faith. Amen. So 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 11 says, But now you also must complete the doing of it. That, hold on. Let me, um. Bring it closer here. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to come out of the um, Amplified Version if I can. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We read 11 and 12. 2 Corinthians 8, 11 and 12. So now finish doing it. That your readiness is desired it may be equally by your completion of it according to your ability and means. For if the readiness to give is there then it is acceptable and welcome in proportion to what a person has not according to what he does not have so god is saying to us even right here we only give what we have 
We can't give what we don't have. We can't do what we can't do. We can't go where we can't go. We try to be so much to everybody and do so much for everybody. And sometimes maybe that's not the will of God. Maybe going where God may not telling us to go. You only can do what you can do. You know, a lot of times we, we want to do more when we can't do more. We only can do what God has given us the measure to do. That's why he said he gave some apostles, some prophets, some teachers, some evangelists. Come on now, some, hallelujah, um, uh, um, uh, pastors. Because it's only some that can finish the race. It's only some that can complete the assignment. It's only some. They can do what needs to be done. Amen. So that's why now faith. That's why we got to know now is the now. Hallelujah. It is the now. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord for the now. Amen. We give God the glory for the now. Hallelujah. We're going to get this word out. Amen. Hallelujah. There we go. Amen. So it's the now. Hallelujah. Amen. So. Like I said, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 11 and 12. You can write that down for your reading. Amen. Okay. So that's what we can get. We're only going to do what we can do. Okay. So if you can't do it, don't put so much on you. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. So when we know this, now we would know to whom we are called. Amen. Because we only can do what we're called to do. This is our spiritual positioning in Christ. Amen. The Bible reminds us in Malachi 4 and 6. And he will restore the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Lest I come and smite the land with a curse. Amen. So a lot of things that we're even going through in life right now, you know, sometimes we say, well, we didn't raise our children to be this way. We, we, we didn't do things to be this way, but while they're acting this way, you know, it, it's a spirit. It's a demonic spirit that's been released in the atmosphere that is causing a lot of our children to act in rebellious. Amen. To be rebellious. Amen. Against what we're telling them to do and, and the will of God. So you're not the only parent that's going through that. The spirit have attained a lot of the children and now we're praying that they be delivered and set free from the spirit of rebellion, being rebelling. We praying that they be broke free from the spirit of disobedience. Amen. Hallelujah. So when we know our positioning in Christ, we know that we have the ability to pray, to pray, to call things forth. So when we see this spirit that's been released, hallelujah, in, in the earthly realm dealing with our children, we need to go into a place of prayer. We don't come against them. We don't turn away from them. We don't put them down. We don't just leave them. See, the enemy wants us to throw them away. The enemy wants us to throw them his way. The enemy wants us to, 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 to say, speak negative words in the atmosphere so he could come after our children. So that's why you got to understand the authority and the power that you hold in your tongue. So even when they're going through what they're going through, and I'm not saying what they're doing is right because it's not right to be disobedient and to be rebelling against parents or even any elder. Hallelujah. 
but the spirit that spirit has been released so we have to break it by going into prayer and fasting only these things by prayer and fasting and this is going to take prayer and fasting for us to come collectively together and begin to pray and fast for our children because at the end of the day the enemy wants our seed because he knows our seed is multiplying and the more our seed is multiplying in the earthly realm spreading the gospel of our lord jesus christ it leaves the enemy speechless it leaves him powerless so he has to do whatever he has to do to come after our seed so that our seed won't multiply see he's after the multiplication of our seed he don't care about nothing else he don't care about our money he don't care about matter of fact some he don't even care about us he he care about our children children our children children because he know most of us our faith is at a level to where he can't come with that same stuff because we know his tactics they're the same thing just different season same thing different season amen so we have to know our position and our authority our power we have to know the gifts that god have given to us because god have given us gifts he have equipped us god have equipped us he he don't just send us but he equips us then he sends us you can't go out in the army without equipment you need something on the battlefield when you go in the army and you go in the war you can't go out there just saying hey i'm strong i've been lifting weights they ain't looking at your faith muscles they ain't looking at your six pack they looking at you as an enemy so they're going to use their weaponry so if you don't have nothing to protect you then you're going to be gone right so that's the same thing we're talking about here god equips us god don't send us out there without being equipped sometimes we go out there not even equipped we're not even prayed up you know one of the things we know with outreach it's good that you do outreach it's good because god needs us to go out there and spread the gospel of our lord jesus christ but you have to be equipped you have to go in prayer and fasting because you're going out in a territory where the enemy don't want you at because he don't want you winning souls he wants all those souls to be to him so he's going to come at every angle and if you're not prayed and, and fast if you have not prayed and fast before going out there on the battlefield i'm telling you so many things will come at you and if your faith is not have not been activated to a level of believing and knowing that it's only by god's grace and god himself hey you would be ate up you would truly be ate up so i'm telling you you have to be able to be prayed up and, and fast and get into a place of consecration meditating on god's word depending on god himself and letting him send you amen because he gives us the equipment we are his warriors in christ amen we don't have to fight devils he already done defeated the enemy all we have to do is speak against the plan of the enemy with the word of god in the name of jesus allowing the holy spirit in us to speak out and the word of God is what tears down every stronghold. The word of God is what tears down every tactic of the enemy. Amen. So God placed the word of God inside of us. So we can tear down Satan's camp by declaring the word of God. Amen. We can tear down Satan's camp by not only declaring the word of God, but also calling in the name of Jesus. And the best thing is pleading the blood of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's why we have to know what we're functioning in. Amen.
Because the gifts that God have given us, God have given us the gifts to walk in, the apostle, the, the pastor, evangelist, the teacher, the prophet, to walk in this fivefold ministry, to equip the saints, come on, to exalt the Savior, to evangelize the sinner, nothing else or nothing more. He's given us these functions. So we have to use what he has given us, not what somebody else wants to give us. No, we must use for what he give us for as we have many members in one body, but all members do not have the same function. So we being many, only one or one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having then gifts different according to the grace that is given to us. Let us use them. Romans 12, 4 and 6. So, so walk according to the grace that God has given you. Walk according to the gift that God has given you. Not according to something else. Because it's not working. You have to know your gift. You have to know your positioning. And know, excuse me, your assignment. Know the assignment and the mandate that God has given you. Don't let people give you assignments. Don't let people give you mandates. Don't let people give you these things. Let God give it to you. Amen. Know your assignment. Amen. Because as an intercessor, you have been given the ability to go before the Lord, to pray, to have a, to, to, to let him speak to you. Amen. As an intercessor, you're able to stand in the gap for others, to hear God, to speak on their behalf, to get in the face of God. Hallelujah. As an intercessor. God give you dreams. God give you visions. Amen. He give you different assignments. Amen. He gives you the ability to stand. He gives you the ability to pray. He gives you the ability to war. He gives you the ability to hold on to his promise of victory. Amen. Hallelujah. God gives us assignments according to the gifting that he have given unto us. According to the grace that he has graced us to operate in. Amen. So God gives each of us assignments according to the giftings and the calling that he have, have, have called us to. Amen. So when we come and we face different things. Amen. We're able to complete those assignments because it is what God graces us with. It's the faith. That God has given us to what operate and push through. If you're not grace, you won't get through it. That's when all those spirits begin to come and try to overtake you. Fear and anxiety and all that. Because maybe you're operating in a place that God has not put you in. And when you're operating out of the will of God, these type of spirits will come and try to attack you. So that's why you got to know your lane. You got to know. Where you're called to. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. When I travel internationally. I didn't just go and say. Hey I'm going to Africa. No. For six years. God trained me. For six years. God got me ready. For the assignment. Put me around. International people. Let me understand things. That was outside of my own culture. Hallelujah. My own surroundings. Amen. 
So at the end of the day, it wasn't easy. Hallelujah. It wasn't easy. But God graced me to be able to deal with the different attacks and the different things that come spiritually. So it didn't, one day I just didn't get up and say, hey, I'm just going to, to, to Africa, do ministry, have a ministry in Ghana. No. It came through experience. It came through training. It came through some sleepless nights. It came through some, my God, my God. My God, my God. That's all I can say. My God, my God. It's only by his grace. Hallelujah. So know your assignment. Know your ground. Know the, the, the different geographic areas that God have given you. I like what Reverend Samuel sent out to me about apostolic mapping. Amen. It deals with our location. It deals with where we supposed to be. And I know he don't wouldn't mind me sharing it, amen, but I just thought it was very interesting, amen. Hallelujah. Apostolic mapping is when the apostles survey a territory spiritually and physically before he or she begins to operate with his or her assignment on that land. We're talking about knowing your assignment, amen. So an apostle don't just start operating in a territory, well, we were talking about the apostolic, apostolic mapping, but this also deals with all the other five, hallelujah, areas of giftings of the fivefold ministry. So you don't just start by operating the territory because we've been sent there. But first, God will train us. Like Nehemiah, he sent him there. He gave him strictly assignment before he got there. He told him what to do before he got there. He didn't, he, he did not get there, amen, and, and get, and, and wind up getting the, the wood there. Uh-uh. He got it on the way there. Hallelujah. I'm just saying. He got it on the way there. He got it on the way there. He didn't just go and just get it when he got there. He had assignment. He had an assignment. He, God told him what to do. He told him to get a letter written because he's going to pass through different lands so that the governors that owns, that, that is over that land, they would know why he got to travel through there to get to Jerusalem to build the wall. Amen. So I'm just saying, God didn't just send Nehemiah. He, he had to go through different things. Picking up the timber and the wood along the way. Giving the governor's letter. Come on now. These are things that God gave him along the way. So you got to know your territory. Amen. So you got to study your territory or the atmosphere of your culture, your beliefs, your operation your, um, of assignment. Wow, I didn't even read it down all the way there, but Nehemiah, when he went to build the broken gates of his fathers, he didn't just start by walk through the city at night, do the survey. Amen. He did a survey. Come on now. He didn't just go and build. He surveyed. Survey means to what? Map out. Survey means that you're getting measurements. You're getting, you're knowing your area. Amen. 
Nehemiah 2 and 12, and I arose in the night and I had some few men with me. Neither told any man what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. Neither was there a beast with me, save the beast that I rode upon. And I went out by night by the gate of the valley, even before the dragon well into the dove port, and viewed the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down, and the gates thereof were consumed by fire. Nehemiah 2 and 14. Then I went on to the gate of the fountain, to the king's pool, but there was no place for the beast that was under me to pass. Then went I up in the night by the brook and viewed the wall and turned back and entered by the gate of the valley. So return. So you see how God gave him specific directions. Amen. He didn't just send Nehemiah. He gave him direction. And then he said he didn't take nobody. Him and his, his, his ride. His beast. That's what he took. Because sometimes you don't... You, God don't want us to tell everybody. We talk too much. We do. What we doing and how we doing it. Okay. The reason why it's taking so long is because the enemy is fighting us. Because what we're speaking into the atmosphere, he know that if we ever fulfill the plan that we have spoken out loud, he's doomed. So some things you need to keep in heart and just pray to the Holy Spirit. Praying in your holy language. Amen. So that God is hearing you to get you through what you got to do. But we go and we say this, we say that. When? Let's finish it first. Finish it, then give your testimony. So many premature testimonies. And you wonder why you're being fought on every side. It's because the enemy don't want to see you mapping out and finishing the assignment. He is, he is, he is against your assignment. He is against your mandate. He is not going to let you finish or even start your assignment. So that's why you're being fought on every side. So you got to know that some things is best let, not spoken. So God give us the authority and the grace to complete it. Amen. So if we have to complete whatever assignment, amen, it's only because God has given us that grace. And giving us that authority and that power to do it. It's not easy, oh, at all. Because you got people that come and take. You got people that come to discourage you. But I pray in the name of Jesus that God send you multipliers. That God send you those that's going to add and not subtract. Hallelujah. When you're working in the kingdom, it takes finances to build the kingdom. It takes finances to do things in the kingdom. And we all have needs. But one thing I've learned, when you sow into the kingdom, hallelujah, you have more blessing everywhere else. I'm telling you, if you just knew how I sow, hallelujah, with everything, with, with, with my, everything, not just money, my strength, everything, not just because I want to be blessed. But I, but I sow the way I do because I want my family to be blessed. I want those around me to be blessed. So I'm, I'm sowing with my strength. And sometimes I'm so tired. But by God's grace. Because I'm waiting on the Lord. Isaiah 40 and 31. But wait on the Lord. He shall renew your strength. I love Amplified Version. It says... He shall give you power 
Hallelujah. God bless you, Pastor. Pastor Joe. God bless you. Hallelujah, Minister. Yes. So I'm just telling you, it's not easy. So your strength, your finances, you know, like the woman with the issue of blood. She sold all her money, everything she had, and still no healing. But she sold her strength. She pushed through the crowd. She pushed through the obstacles. She pushed through those that was throwing rocks at her. She, she, she pushed through the naysayers, those that disgraced her because of her uncleanliness. She pushed through. And when she got through, it was her that released the virtue from Jesus. When everybody else was right there up front, she was down below worshiping in that place just waiting to find Jesus when he came she pushed through when you push through that allows you to get to another place in God sometimes y'all you gotta push through when you know your assignment all you know is to push through it's not easy but all you know is to push through that's all you got I gotta push through that's all you know I gotta push through that's all you you feel. I got to push through. It hurts, but I got to push through. It don't feel good. I got to push through. I'm going through. I got to push through. It's not happening right now. I got to push through. It hurts so bad. I got to push through because I know my assignment. And I know the gift that God has given me. And I cannot plant it in the ground. But I have to use it. I have to utilize the gift. So that it can be able to multiply in many others' lives. Because my I know my positioning in Christ. Hallelujah. So God gives us a measure of what we can handle. Amen. The Bible reminds us, uh, Matthew 25 and 21, his master prays him for good work. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. He told him, so now I will give you many more responsibility. Amen. Hallelujah. So God will praise us just for the little bit. But we don't want the little bit. We want the mass. We want the multitude. But the thing is, can you handle it? So be happy with the small. Because one day, one day, one day, one day, one day, one day, the many, the massive shall come. But God wants to see what you can do with the small. He needs you to master it. See, the reason why he's giving you a handful, a small task, is because he wants you to master it. Because when you can master that, when the multitude and the massive come, prosakaya, you're going to depend all the way on him. Not on your own wisdom, not on nobody, but him. And you're going to be able to master through. Now, I'm not saying that things ain't going to happen, they will. But your faith, ha. It's going to be activated to such a strong faith muscle. Oh, my God. My God. You're going to be able to persevere through. Because we know our measure of faith. Hallelujah. Because we've all been given a measure of faith. And that faith can grow more and more as we exercise it. How do we exercise our faith? I'm glad you asked. First of all, by meditating on the word of God. Studying the word of God. Just digging more and more in the word of God. 
Letting the word of God become our every being. Amen. That's how we're able to exercise our faith. Because it begins to grow. Our muscles begin to be stronger. Remember we say we're, we're growing our faith muscle. How is your faith muscle able to become strong? Like a bodybuilder when they lift weights. They don't just go and lift a weight. They exercise. You have to exercise and stay healthy. Because there's no way you'll be able to lift all those pounds without exercising first. That's like an athlete. Before whatever sport that they're doing, they don't just go out there and do the sport. But they exercise. They prepare themselves. They do warm-ups. They get prepared before they go out for the race. Hallelujah. That's just like a measure of faith. We have to build our spiritual muscle. Amen. As we build our faith muscle, it begins to grow. And it allows us to press against resistance. It allows us to press through obstacles. It allows us to press through tornadoes and earthquakes and things of that sort and I'm not just talking about it in the natural but I'm talking about it spiritually because sometimes life is like a tornado everything is twirling up and going away and you're like Lord I'm praying I'm fasting I'm in you what what what, what? It, it's not about that God is working your faith muscle he's getting you in another place with him Hallelujah. So quit beating up on yourself. Quit condemning yourself. Quit bringing guilt and shame upon yourself. You're not doing anything. God is just building your faith muscle. He wants your faith muscle to be so flexible. He wanted to bend. He wanted to, 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 to turn. Hallelujah. Because when we're able to allow our faith muscle to build, then we're able to stand in the gap and pray. Hallelujah. We're able to stand. We're able to resist and not waver. We're able to be planted. We're able to be mounted down. Hallelujah. So we're able to work in God. What do you do with your faith? Is not able to stand in the time of your tornado, in the time of your earthquake. All you can do is stand. All you can do is stand. Amen. Stand. Because God allows us to stand, not to wobble, not to just be thrown to and fro, being tossed like a wind back and forth. No, 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 no. We should be able to stand. 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 Our faith is larger than what you think it is. Your faith is larger than what you think it is. God have graced you to stand. Hallelujah. The Bible reminds us 12, Romans 12 and 3, For through the grace given to me, I say to every man among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. So know the measure of faith that God has given you. Amen. He has given you that faith. He has given you that faith muscle. Amen. 
Hallelujah. So at the end of the day, you don't have to waver back and forth. You got to get up. You got to sanctify yourself. Amen. Because the enemy wants to sift you like wheat. He wants to remove your faith muscle out of place. Hallelujah. But you got to understand that God has given you a measure of faith. For you to be able to enter into new territories. God has allowed you to build your faith. He's given you confirmations that he has built you and getting you ready for your now. He has already given you the approval to move ahead. Even as you've been seeking him, as you have been seeking his face, the green light has turned on. Hallelujah. Now he has graced you to move. He has given you an indicator. He has given you patterns how to move in him. He has given you the word of knowledge, the word of understanding. Hallelujah. The word of wisdom. Amen. He knows he's taught you how to drive out the enemy. Amen. He, he said that even in Exodus 23 and 30, hallelujah, I will drive them out before you little by little until you become fruitful and take possession of the land. So he has already told you right there, he will drive them out. Whatever obstacle that is in your way, whatever stumbling block that's in your way, he said, I will drive them out before you little by little. So know that even though things seem so overbearing and so much, he's driving it out little by little. So trust God. Wait on God. Know that it's God. Because he's driving them out little by little. He's giving you the ability to know your opponent. He's giving you the ability to stand face to face with the enemy and to begin to shout Brosakaya. Hallelujah. God has given us such a great gift to of faith to speak things into the atmosphere through his word by the Holy Spirit calling on the name of Jesus to activate the faith inside of us. Amen. So when the greatest tests come, we're able to not to suffer from any backlash because we know that God has given us the ability. Hallelujah. To call things that are not as though they were. Amen. The enemy always tried to threaten us. To make us feel less than or to make us feel and walk in fear. But God has given us the dominion, hallelujah, to influence, amen, the devil's camp, amen, through his word, amen. He encouraged us to make a difference by speaking the word of God, to be able to overcome every spirit that tries to overtake us, amen. He says little by little, he will drive them out. Hallelujah. Through his word. As we go into prayer, as we begin to fast, as we begin to stay in the word of God. Amen. As we begin to fast and pray. What fasting and prayer does, it brings a threat to the enemy. It sends a notice to him, an eviction notice. Hey, it's time for you to go. Amen. Because Jesus is here. The, the Holy Spirit is here. Amen. Hallelujah. Luke 4 and 1. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan River, being urged by the Spirit out into the barren wasteland of Judah, where Satan tipped him for 40 days. But Jesus stood. He stood through those 40 days. Jesus didn't go straight into his ministry without first going through what he went through. He went through what he went through because it allowed him to get to where he needed to go to, to the cross. Because he knew he had to go to the cross for you and me. So the enemy knew that if he can if he can stop him in the wilderness, 
He wouldn't make it to the cross, but the devil was a liar. He could not tempt Jesus. Amen. Because Jesus was ready to bore our sins, to die for our infirmities, to be, to give us life. So we have to know our opponent. We got to know the enemy. We got to know how God has already given us the power and the authority because he exists. Amen. But we got the power and authority to crush him. And to step on his neck through God's word. Because God give us new revelation. Because new revelation. And it's us knowing God's revelation. Amen. Because God sends supernatural revelation to us. Amen. He gives us a supernatural. Of his revelation. And it comes through hearing him. We're going to talk next week on the on discernment. Because I believe having discernment. It's very important because you got to be able to discern the voice of God because there's three other voices. The voice of God, your voice and devil in the world. You got to know the difference so that you can know supernatural revelation so that you can know what God is saying to you. Because first John two and 27, but the anointing which have received from him abides in you and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teach you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie. And just as it has taught you to abide in you. So know the revelation because God is covering us. God, he has placed his hand upon us. Amen. Because when God has placed his hand upon us, we're able to stand on Leviticus 26, 7 and 8. You will chase your enemies and they shall fall by the sword before you. Five of you shall chase a hundred and a hundred of you shall be put 10,000 to flight. Hey, so when we know our true positioning in heavenly places as sons of God in the kingdom of God, then we're able to wear the armor and understand what each piece of the armor represents. Because the armor of God should be worn spiritually. Amen. Just like our naturally clothes every day. Because it gives us the ability to know our sitting arrangements in heaven. We sit at the right hand of the Father. We have a very real enemy who seeks to what? Deceive us. To distract us from becoming who God wants us to be. So we must always be alert. Prepare for spiritual warfare. Amen. By putting on your armor of God. You have to be able to spend time with God daily. Amen. You got to put on. Like it says, put on Christ. You put on your armor. When you put on Christ, you putting on your armor. You can't take Christ on and off. Either you got him on or you got him off. You need them on. You say you're a Christian, you love God, you go to church. Most of us do all that, but Christ is not on us. Amen. So we got to put on our armor. Amen. And we say, thank you, Lord, for giving us everything we need during this battle in the power of your spirit. We got the belt of truth. Amen. The belt of truth is what allows the truth of our hearts, the, the breastplate of righteousness. The feet that shed the preparation of the gospel, our shield of faith, our helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. Amen. See, I love the sword of the spirit because it is our weaponry. Hallelujah. 
The sword of spirit is made of the spirit and the word. Hallelujah. You need that 24-7. Because in spiritual warfare, the battles are fought with words. I told you that. Hallelujah. So you got to be careful with the words you're speaking. You say, oh, I am think I'm getting sick. You're speaking sickness on your stuff right there. Why you say you think, no, I am healed. Because by his stripes we're healed. Or I think I'm coming down with a cold. The devil is a liar. Ah, you're coming down with a cold. No, you're not. Quit speaking those words. Well, I don't think that it's going to work. Okay. Now you pray and ask God to give you a miracle, but you say, I don't think it's going to work. Hey, now either you think it's going to work or you're not. No. Oh, it's going to work. Even though I know it may seem not, not like it's not going to work. I know that. But remember, your words is powerful. So you got to just say it out your mouth. It's going to work. Now you may think it. Now, come on, we human. Now we are human. And sometimes we can be a little, you know, but don't let the sound come out because when you let a sound come into the earthly realm, the atmosphere, these are created. The enemy goes by sound. He goes by what's spoken out of our mouth. That's how he's able to, 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 to take up what we have. Amen. Because Jesus is our power source. Amen. Hallelujah. He is our power source. He give us the power to be electrified. He give us the power. Acts 1 and 8. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is what come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and into the uttermost part of the earth. Because now I am positioning you means that he have conditioned us to be in a certain apostolic mapping location in a situation that we may be in a place occupied or to be occupied a fortified positioning the proper appropriate usual place hallelujah uh, a place that's favorable a place that he have given us the ability to stand. Matthew 26 and 64. Jesus said unto them. Thou hast said. Nevertheless I say unto you. Hereafter shall you see the son of man. Sitting on the right hand of power. And coming in the clouds of heaven. 22 and 44 Matthew. The Lord said to my Lord. Sit at my right hand. Until I put your enemies under your feet. Luke 22 and 69. But from now on the son of man. Will be seated at the right hand. Of the mighty God. This right here is scripture. So where are you sitting? You can't be sitting at the left and saying you're in God and that you're a son of God. We sit at the right hand with all power and authority. Hey, it just told us right here, Matthew 22, Matthew 26, Luke 22. Come on. Luke 22, 69, Matthew 22 and 44, Matthew 26, 64 talks about our positioning at the right hand of the Father. We have the authority. What is authority? Authority is not taking authority and misusing authority because sometimes people take authority and misuse it and manipulate and control the people of God. No, I'm talking about the authority that's given by Christ Jesus. Because he gives us a measure of faith. A measure of faith is the authority that is given unto us to operate in whatever apostolic mapping positioning that he's given us to operate in. In our, come on, location. So authority means the power to determine. 
to settle issues, to, to, to settle disputes, to, to have a right to control in the right positive manner, to command, to determine, hallelujah, a power or right to, de to delegate or give or authorization. Matthew 28 and 18, which is our foundational scripture of SOAR International Ministries, which is the overall ministry, SOAR International Outreach Network is our um, 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 affiliate under SOAR International Ministries. So this is the minute, this is the scripture that we stand on, Matthew 28 18. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. And then it tells us to what? To go ye. To go ye. Hallelujah. God has given us the authority. He has given us the power source. Amen. He has given us the, 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 the ability to be armed. Hallelujah. With the armor of God. So we're armed and dangerous with the word of God. We're armed and dangerous with the name of Jesus. We're armed and dangerous with the Holy Spirit. We're armed and dangerous with effective prayers. We're armed and dangerous with God's righteousness. We're armed and dangerous with our faith. Come on, we're armed and dangerous with the sword of the Spirit, with our helmet. Come on, salvation. With our breastplate of righteousness, with our feet that shed the preparation of the gospel, with our belt of truth. Hallelujah. Come on now. We are armed and dangerous. Amen. In the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible reminds us Ephesians 6, 13 to 20. Wherefore, take up unto you the whole armor of God. Not some, the whole armor of God. That you may be what? Able to stand. Withstand in the evil day. We're in evil days, y'all. Right now is evil days. You need the whole armor of God. And having done all to stand. You things coming at you like crazy. I told you you get hit spiritually. You get hit financially, naturally. Hallelujah. Economically, socially, relationally. You get hit at all these angles at one time. What do you do? You feel like Job. Hallelujah. But it says to stand. And then it says again, I know it hurt. I know it's not going to feel good. I know you feel like giving up. But guess what? Stand. Therefore, having your loins girded up about with truth. The word of God. Know truth. Know God's word. Know what God said. Know who God is. Know. Stand in the word of God. That's the only thing that's going to hold you. That's the only thing that's going to keep you is God's word. That's it. That's it. Nothing else but God's word. Nothing else but God's word. You need to stand, therefore, having your lungs girded up about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet to shed the preparation of the gospel of peace. Keeping on moving in God. Don't stop. You can't give up. I know you may be sick, but you got to keep pushing. You got to keep going. You got to keep preaching. You got to keep teaching. You got to keep discipling. You got to keep evangelizing. I know you. I know your finances is not. I know. I know. You got to keep pushing. You got to keep evangelizing. You got to keep going. I know you know you have a hard times you know the church and this and that and you know you, you don't have help nowhere around but you just trust in God you know guys somebody 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 out there gonna bless you somebody out there gonna send something somebody else out there just gonna send you a seed and just say here just be a here God bless you hallelujah 
Amen. One month, you're just going to not have to worry about the rent. You're not going to have to worry about the electric. You're not going to have to worry about anything pertaining to the church for months. People just going to send it and say, here, take care of this for the church. Just, 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 just let everything go. It's coming. It's just stand. Just stand. Just stand. Don't move. Don't move. Just stand. Just stand. Just keep preaching the gospel. Keep evangelizing. Keep praying. Keep praying and fasting. Keep stand before God's people. Keep, oh my God, you got to keep going. You got to keep moving. You can't stop. You can't stop. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Keep, keep pushing because you're going to a greater anointing. You're going to a greater glory. You're going to a greater fire of the Holy Spirit. You got to keep pushing. You got to keep moving. You can't give up. I know it's only you. I know sometimes they don't show up. I know that but God is, oh my God, but God is using you out in, in multitude. Come on. Come on. He's preparing the grounds. He's getting you ready. He's mastering everything in you with just the small, the small, the small, small, little, little, little. Come on, come on. Keep pushing. Don't give up. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't go. I know you're going to cry a little bit. It's okay. Cry a little bit. Come on. Get back up. Dust yourself off. Come on. Just push a little more. Cry a little more. Go ahead. Scream a little more. Dust yourself out. Come on. Push, push, push. Don't stop pushing. Push, push, push. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Above all, taking a shield of faith wherever you should be able to quench all fiery doors of the wicked. The doors are already coming. The enemy don't want to see you go forth. So he's going to try to hinder everything you do in ministry. Your finances going to dry up. The things that you try to do for the kingdom going to try to dry up. Everything going to try to dry up. But you keep pushing because favor, hallelujah, is fair. Favor is yours. Favor is now. God is now. So don't give up. Don't give up. That is just a sign that you're right there at your breakthrough. That is just a sign that you God is finna move on your behalf. That's just a sign that the heavens is about to open. Breakthrough about the breakthrough. Blessings about to come out the sky. You're going to have so much that you're going to be able to bless everybody. My God, not somebody, but everybody. So don't give up. Don't give up. It's coming. It's coming. Don't give up. Just, just keep on dodging those darts. Keep on dodging those arrows. Keep on keeping up your faith. I know it's not easy. Faith is not easy when you're going through. Faith is not easy when everybody done walked away. Faith is not easy when you don't have nobody you can call on who who's calling you who's praying with you saying oh let me just pray with you oh let me just say oh is you doing okay now i know everybody texts i know everybody send messages but what about picking up the phone just saying hey how you doing man of god hey how you doing woman of god let me just pray with you oh you know what let me just come take you to go get a sandwich oh you know what let me just come take you and put some gas in your car you know what i mean or you know just my prayer is lord i just need they just got to just pick you up in the spirit. They don't even have to tell you. They just pick you up in the spirit. And then they, and, and, and them being in the spirit of God, they, they, they know your need. They know, like, what you're going through. They know, and, and they're able to, you don't have to call them. You don't have to walk with a sad face. They, they, they pick you so up in the spirit that they're on target. They're praying. They're fasting. Hey. I'm talking about that type of that type of connection, spiritual connection. Cause the darts, they're coming, y'all. They're coming, they're flying. They're they're like fly flying day by day and night by night. Oh my God. But your shield of faith is, is blocking everything. If you don't know how to use your shield of faith, oh my God, that's why you get hit like you are. You gotta study in God's word. You gotta be in God. Because right now you can't move without God. I'm telling you, you can keep on trying to use your own strength. You is going to drain yourself. 
you is going to become weary. You can't do it on your own. My God, my God. Uh, oh, Jesus. Ah, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with the prayers of supplication in the spirit and watching there into all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. You got to keep praying. No matter what you, you know, as a leader, people don't know what we go through. They don't know. They just see us in the front and they don't know what we go through. Not only with ourselves, but sometimes our children, our families, and then those that God has entrusted us with. We go through so much. Sometimes just for us to just still come. It's not easy. But we still have to pray. And fast. No matter what. No matter what. You still got to pray and fast. You still got to stand the word of God. You still got to keep pushing. When you sold out for Christ. You sold out. You got to keep going. You got to keep moving. You got to keep going. No matter what. They're going to walk away. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. But you got to keep praying. You got to keep fasting. You got to keep pushing. You got to keep moving. You can't give up. You can't keep going around telling everybody. They did this. They did that. Quit complaining. Quit murmuring. They killed Jesus. He just took it. And went to the cross. And said finish. He didn't complain. He didn't say the thief on my left is really a thief. He didn't say the robber on my robber is really a th- robber. He said, Lord, forgive them. They know not what they do. Huh? He gave ask for forgiveness for a thief and a robber. They committed the crime. What did Jesus do? But save us. What did Jesus do? Fed the multitude. What did Jesus do? He did so much. He fed the people. He healed them. He prayed with them. He fasted with them. He did everything. And when they brought him, they could have said, this man right here, he fed them. This man right here prayed for them. This man right here did everything for them. But they said, crucify him. Crucify him. What? So if they crucified the one that saved us, what makes us think they're not going to crucify us? So the more you think about it, and the more you know what they did for him, and because we died out for him, they're going to crucify us so we can't wear our feelings on our sleeve. We can't turn bitter. We can't turn angry when they do the same thing to us because they're going to do it. But we got to keep pushing. We can't give up. We can't give out. We can't be bitter. We can't let unforgiveness come into our hearts. We can't say, well, we're not praying for that one no more. We're not ministering to that one no more. We're not. Now, God gives us a measure of wisdom to say, okay, now it's time for them to fly on their own. You know, sometimes God would bring people around just for you to mentor them. Hallelujah. You was there to mentor them. Hallelujah. I'm going to read you something that my men, my mentor sent me. Hallelujah. She sent me this. 
And when I read this, like God, I said to myself, like, wow, are you serious, God? Are you really serious? Are you sure? Hallelujah. I mean, hallelujah. So when I read this, I just could not believe it because it was like I missed this one. I, I saw I, I, I saw I saw the other one. But when I read this one, this one right here, oh, it really like said to me, like, okay, Lord, I hear you. I hear you again. Because even though we hear God here, hallelujah, we hear God there too. Amen. And it depends on where we at. Sometimes we get a word and it don't may not be that word for today, but it's that word that we can use. It's that word that we need right now. It's that word that would take us to, to places in him. Hallelujah. So I tell you, don't take it personal. The things that are happening, it had to happen. You had to go through what you went through. Amen. You had to go through, hallelujah, what you went through because it wasn't about you. Amen. It wasn't about you. You had to go through that. They had to do that to you. They had to say that about you. They had to leave you because it strengthened you. It allowed you to lean more on God. It allowed you to trust more in God. It allowed you to focus more on the things that he have called you to do. And not on you. See, first look at you, not just people. We look so close at the people instead of looking at us. We have to look at us. Turn the mirror, mirror inwardly first. Let the mirror, hallelujah, let the mirror, hallelujah, face us first. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm trying to find this because I think it's going to bless somebody. But yes, so God will minister to your spirit first. Hallelujah. He will He will allow you, you to know inside out. Hallelujah. So don't take it to heart. Just all, I just always just keep going back to the cross. Like when a person betrayed me or if a person, feel, you know, and one thing, I, I always go to God and I say, Lord, why do your people act like that? They 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 act like you know they act like using you. You know, like when God when when God gives you a spirit of discernment, you you discern people, even though you may not say anything to the person or, or the people, but you know you you know their motive, and it's okay. Hallelujah, you it's okay. So it's like, Lord, why do they do you like that? And he say, daughter, they killed me. <laughs> so don't take it personal, okay? Because we're armed and dangerous. Pray constantly in the spirit. Because he says, and for me, the others may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Amen and glory to God. So we are excited on just that teaching alone. We have been given access. Amen. Because God had gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for what? The perfecting of the saints. We must perfect one another. 
teach one another, learn from one another, encourage one another, team up with one another. We're not, one is not better than the other one. We need to love one another. We need to team up with one another. We need to help one another. Amen? Hallelujah. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we come in a unity of faith and to the knowledge of the Son of Man and to a perfect man and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, we can walk in His mighty power, that some power that raised Christ from the dead, all things are under Christ's feet. Now He is the head over all the church and we, the body of Christ or the church. Satan no longer has dominion over you. You can cast away from your because you are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Know who you are and what you have Believe and act like it. Your renewed mind is a key to power. Do these things and you will live abundantly. You will see change in you and in the people around you. Because God has given us access. We have access. Now we're able to what? Seek and inherit the land that is promised unto us. We're able to allow it to be added unto us. So all we have to do is decree it. Declare it, receive it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and glory to God. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts, O God. And forgive us of our debt or lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is the power and the glory. Hallelujah. That is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you, O God. We thank you, O God, for the promises, O God, that you have given us, O God, the promises that are true. And amen, O God. We thank you for holding us, O God, in the palms of your hand, O God. And then we continue to walk by faith in you, O God, knowing that you have provided our every need, O God, and that every need of not only ourselves, but our family and those that we have called out is continue to be upon us, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God. We thank you, O God, for the prayer, hallelujah, that you have received least in our spirit, O oh God, to pray and to fast, O oh God, and that you will hear us, O oh God. We pray for the favor of the Lord, the authority of the Lord, the harvest of the Lord. We thank you, O oh God, that you have given us, O oh God, the favor, O oh God, not only, O oh God, to your people, O oh God, but to the body of Christ, O oh God to your leaders, to your church, oh God. Thank you, oh God, for teaching us, oh God, how, oh God, to help, how to give, how to serve, how to teach, how to evangelize, how to equip in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. Thank you, oh God, for giving us the ability to pray against all powers of darkness, oh God, every spiritual force of darkness, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, oh God, that you continue to protect us, oh God, as we wage against warfare at all levels, oh God, of worship and prayer, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, we bind every evil force of rebellion, every force of um of control, manipulation, of seduction, presumption from attacking us, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against every spirit of poverty. We come against every spirit of lack in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against every spirit of sabotage in the body of Christ. We come against every spirit of assassination in the body of Christ and your leaders in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against every spirit of pride. In the mighty name of Jesus, we cast them down never to rise again, to be destroyed. We decree and declare they are under our feet in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you, O oh God, that you have given us, O oh God, the ability, O oh God, to come to you, O oh God, and ask for forgiveness. So we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask you, O oh God, to forgive us, O oh God, forgive us from 
any hidden unconscious thoughts in our minds, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that you allow our words, oh God, to be used, oh God, to meditate, oh God, on your word, oh God. Let our meditation of our heart, oh God, be acceptable in your sight. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, we thank you, oh God, that you have allowed us, oh God, to be surrounded by so a great cloud of witnesses, oh God, that you're stripping off and throwing aside every karmas, every unnecessary weight, hallelujah, that sin was so ready to cling to entangle us in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, that we will continue to run and be patient, to endure, to be steadfast, active, persistent, hallelujah, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, the course of the race that's set before us, looking away from all, oh God, that try to distract us from your will, from your glory, from the kingdom of God, from the things that you have called us to do, God, we know you are the author and the vision of our faith, oh God, so we decree and declare, oh God, that our love is abounding yet more and more and extending, oh God, to the fullness and development and the knowledge, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, we thank you that your love continue to display in us, oh God, let your love be greater inside of us, oh God, let us comprehend, of God, your love, oh God, give us such a comprehensive discernment, oh God, let us discern your word, in the mighty name of Jesus, my God, we thank you, oh God, that your word is active, oh God, we thank you that your word is excellent, oh God, we thank you that your word continue, oh God, to be in our hearts. Let the word of God continue to burn in us, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. Let the word of God, hallelujah, continue to be in our hearts, oh God, day and night. Let your glory, oh God, continue to manifest in us in Jesus' name. We thank you, oh God, that we are free and free indeed. Let our mouths open up to proclaim boldly, oh God, the mysteries of your gospel, oh God, as we go out and evangelize the world, your people in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, O oh God, that you're working out, cultivating, carrying out to the goal and fully completing our own soul salvation, O oh God, that you're releasing your reverence, your fear taken off of us, O oh God. We're fearing in you, O oh God. We allow your reverence and ah, trembling, O oh God. We come against, O oh God, every spirit, O oh God. Right now, oh God, of, of self-pity in the name of Jesus. I just felt in the spirit that somebody feeling pity on themselves. We come against it. We break it at the root. We come against every spirit of self-rejection in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We pray, oh God, right now, oh God, that you continue, oh God to break every spirit of offense off of your people in Jesus name so that they won't miss you oh God that they will continue to abide in your word oh God in the mighty name of Jesus not in their own strength oh God but allow your strength oh God to overtake them in the name of Jesus oh God we thank you right now oh God for your love kindness in the mighty name of Jesus we thank you oh God for knowing every hair on our head oh God and that it's much more than any sparrow we praise you oh God we thank you for what you have already done. We thank you for what you're doing and even if you haven't done it yet, we still give you thanks. We thank you for the level of spiritual authority and power that you have given unto us in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. We are sure that if we ask anything or make any request according to your will which is in your word and by your name of Jesus, oh God through the Holy Spirit, oh God, that you are listening, oh God, and whatever we ask according to your word we know it will be settled and absolutely given unto us. Granted 
it unto us in the mighty name of Jesus. So whatever the prayer request is, the petitions is, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that it be released now in the name of Jesus, oh God. Let your word, oh God, that the angels hearken to the voice of your word, oh God. Therefore, we continue to pray your word, oh God. Let the word, oh God, go forth, oh God, and produce what you will allow it to produce. Uh, that it shall not come back void, oh God, whatever need that the church needs, I pray that it be given unto them in the mighty name of Jesus. Any need that is released to the people that is under the sound of my voice, whatever need that they have, oh God, I pray, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that you begin to answer them, oh God, instantly, suddenly, absolutely, and certainly in the mighty name of Jesus, my God. I thank you for setting us apart, oh God, and us being useful for being uh, for your use, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you, O oh God, that you continue to fill us, O oh God, with deep and clear knowledge of your will and all spiritual wisdom, O oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, let us understand spiritual things, O oh God, walking according to your spirit, walking by your spirit, putting on Christ Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus, so that in all things, O oh God, we will bear fruit, O oh God, in every good work, O oh God, that please you, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus that will increase more in you in the mighty name of Jesus we thank you oh God that no weapon formed against us oh God shall prosper and every tongue that raised up against us should be cast down we cast down every rumor every gospel let it be turned aside we pray in the mighty name of Jesus oh God that your presence oh God your peace continue to keep us dwell us in the most shadow of the most high God in the mighty name of Jesus and I thank you right now my God that you deliver us oh God, from every terror, every dart, hallelujah, of doubt and disease. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for setting your angels upon us. In the mighty name of Jesus, and no power of the enemy shall harm us, oh God. We take authority over every evil power of deception. We come against every power of intimidation and destruction. In the mighty name of Jesus, we bind them in the name of Jesus. We cast them far from us now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, oh God. We Pray that your abundant your abundance come upon us, oh God. Fill our lives, oh God. We come against every force of distraction in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for giving us discernment like never before, oh God, to privatize the precious minutes of every day. Give us your agenda. Give us your assignment. No more our agenda. No more our assignment. But allow your assignment, your agenda to be ours, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for allowing your glory, oh God, to be in us. We come against every spirit and pride right now, God. Let the glory of the cross be our collective reason why we do ministry, why we're in you and why we call on you in the mighty name of Jesus and I pray, oh God, that you heal in the mighty name of Jesus every brokenness, heart now in your people, oh God as we continue to mount up our wings as eagles, oh God we ask you, oh God, right now to quicken our bodies, renew us, strengthen us right now as we go on this next round, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that 
let the fire of God be illuminated in your life now in Jesus name thank you God for renewing our vision and giving us the confidence oh God to move boldly in you to stand strong oh God in you oh God in the mighty name of Jesus oh God we come against every church hurt every church abuse every ungrateful force to move we speak to mountains of criticism in the mighty name of Jesus and we decree and declare that we walk oh God according to your will in the mighty name of Jesus oh God and last but most least God I pray God that you heal oh God the hearts of your men and women of God oh God of any grief oh God caused by ministry in the mighty name of Jesus oh God heal every heart of the leader oh God that is going through any brokenness right now in the mighty name of Jesus renew their hearts oh God in the mighty name of Jesus so that they can do ministry in you new in you with a new heart of love of patience in the mighty name of Jesus oh God renew their hearts oh God take out every hurt every grief of pain oh God in the name of Jesus oh God ministry is not easy God but it's only by your grace that you're able to keep us oh God it's only by your grace that you're able to renew us oh God in the mighty name of Jesus oh God guide our steps oh God Set our feet firmly in the good news of your redemption and love for your people, oh God. Empower us to stand firm against every attack in the mighty name of Jesus as we raise our shield of faith. Protect us, oh God, from every Satan's error, oh God. Hallelujah, oh God. Let us be able to stand shoulder to shoulder, oh God, against the enemy and every obstacle against him, oh God. Let us take up the sword of the Spirit, oh God, even as we sleep, oh God, even as we study and meditate on your word, oh God. That your word, oh God, will fight every plan of the enemy. We thank you right now, God. We give you glory. We give you honor. We magnify you. We glorify you. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you glory, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory. Oh, my King. Come on. You are holy, Jesus. You are holy and
Network, Lady Apostle Robin, God bless you. We'll be back on Thursday by God's Grace Biblical Studies. Amen. We'll be talking about open and closed season awaiting test. Hallelujah. And we'll be talking about that last Thursday. Um, we had a had to council, but we'll be back on this Thursday, 6:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we'll be talking about the waiting test, hallelujah, open and close season, hallelujah, we're talking about different tests, hallelujah, so we thank you, so make sure you come on out in person, we're here, we still got the food pantry going on, 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014, you can call 513-494-6678, if you need food, just give us a call, or if you need prayer, our counseling is Tuesday and Wednesday, 5, 7 to 9 a.m. So 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. We could do Zoom call. You could come in person 
And then we have some 5.30 prayers in the morning on, on call. So whichever time you want to come or call in, just give me a call and let me know. God bless you. And then we'll be starting back up our all-night prayer on Friday. Um, starting, um, I believe, hallelujah, all-night prayer starts, um, I believe, uh, 10 p.m. Until the Spirit of God says go home. And then uh, Monday is individual prayer. We're praying for ministries. We're praying for leaders. So on Mondays we're praying for ministries and leaders. So Mondays take time out praying for ministries and leaders on Mondays. And then we'll be praying at 7 p.m. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen. Well, you are to me. They don't know. God bless you. Have a great day. They don't know.
We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give God the glory. We give God the honor. We magnify his name on this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we're rejoicing and being glad therein. I said this is the day that the Lord has made. And we are rejoicing and being glad therein. So we thank the Lord for this morning. And I thank everybody for being here. Soar International Outreach Network. God bless everybody. Lady Apostle, God bless you, everybody. And we're going to go ahead and start our morning logo study as we go into our service as well. And we're in a year of faith, so it all blends in together. Amen. We're not going to be before you long. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you because, Lord God, you are God above all. And God, there is no God like you. And Lord God, even as we continue to trust you and continue to know that even through everything, God, hallelujah, you're there with us. Hallelujah. We magnify you. We glorify you. We just thank you, Lord. You woke us up this morning. You allowed us to have strength and good health. Amen. And Lord God, even as the good, we have good health, oh God, in our bodies. We're able, Lord God, to call on you. You are Lord Almighty, El Shaddai. And because you are El Shaddai, you are also the God of Most High. Amen. Hallelujah. So we just continue to thank God. Hallelujah for what he's done. Hallelujah. We continue to thank him for who he is. Amen. Amen. Let me tune this in. Amen. Tune this out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think I'm getting there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, we thank you, Lord, we thank you, Lord, hallelujah, we thank you, Lord, we thank you, Hashikariya Masaya, ta 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 ta, prosakariya bashikato, I think that's good right there, hallelujah, amen, you are Elian, the most high God, we call on Adonai, Lord God, you is our master, Yahweh, Lord of Jehovah, um, Yahweh, hallelujah, we just call on you, we call on you on the most high God, Jehovah Nisi, you are a Lord of banner. Jehovah Ra, you is our shepherd. And because you are our shepherd, we know that you will tend to your sheep. We know that you will take care of us, O oh God. Even, Lord God, when things seem, O oh God, to go, 
Hallelujah. We know that you will continue to bear us up in spite of everything, oh God. And God, as we continue to trust you, oh God, we know, Lord God, that as we call on you, Yahweh, 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 Lord God, Lord God, continue to wrap us up, oh God, in your banner, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for being the Lord of our shepherd, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for healing us, our Jehovah Raphi, oh God, our Jehovah Ra, our Lord, our shepherd. We thank you, oh God, because we know that you are always there, Jehovah Shammah. You know, when you need God to be right there, just call on Jehovah Shammah. We thank you, God, for being Jehovah Tzitzikanu, our Lord of righteousness. Not our own righteousness, but your righteousness, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for sanctifying us, oh God, being our Jehovah Makadish. We thank you, oh God, for being Eliolim, oh God, our everlasting God. Elohim, just God alone. Hallelujah. Quena, we know you are a jealous God. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that provides. Amen. Jehovah Shalom, our Lord of peace. Jehovah Sabbath, the Lord of hosts. Glory to God. God, we thank you as we call on your name, oh God. You is the most high God. You are the all-sufficient one. You are our master. You are our Lord of peace, oh God. The Lord who will provide you as our father, oh God. And God, as we call on you, we know that's why we say hallowed by thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will will be done. Because as we call on El Shaddai, God Almighty, our all-sufficient one, we know, oh God, that you will provide all of our needs. That our healing is there. Whatever we need is there. And God, we just give you glory. Decrease me that you may increase that the word of God may come forth on this morning that your people will receive the truth through your word as we continue to go through our prayer and declaration series. Oh God, we thank you for letting us know that secret place. We thank you for letting us know that place of intimacy. And as we tap into that place by faith, oh God, we know for sure, oh God, that there's going to be something on the other side. And God, we just give you glory, oh God, we give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen and glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. As we continue to go through our prayer and declaration series, amen. Um, as we, we were calling on God, hallelujah, on this morning. He has so many names, but we know the name of Jesus, uh, every name, amen. But it's just specifically the name when we're in need of something, amen. God Almighty, every time when you feel like your enemies is trying to overtake you, you just call on your Lord Almighty, El Shaddai. He shall fight on your behalf. Amen. Jehovah Gilbar, hallelujah, he will fight because he is a God that fights in every war and everything that tries to come and tries to attack us. But remember to know the difference. Remember we said the spirit of discernment would let us know that when it's um, not just the fight of the enemy, but also God tests us. Amen. So we can't blame everything on the enemy. We give him too much credit when God is saying, no, that's me testing you to see, have you overcome that area where I've been working with you on? Have your faith increased so I can take you to the next level? So that's me that's taking you do these different tasks, amen. You know, we've been studying the wilderness tasks and the patience tasks and the perseverance tasks and also the faith tasks and um, character tasks, integrity tasks, loyalty tasks. You know, so many tasks, amen, that the Lord God take us through because God will never tempt us because he's not a God that tempts, but he is a God that tests 
his beloved so that he can see where we are to know exactly where to push us to amen so make sure that you understand and hear the voice of god to know the difference to so that you can get through that test because sometimes we run away from the test that god is trying to put us in and what happens is we have to come all the way back around. And when we come all the way back around, hallelujah, sometimes we may miss the time. But one thing about God, even if we have to come back around, he is still faithful. He is still gracious. And he will still take us where we are. So we just thank God for being that gracious God. We thank God for being that God that continues to be patient with us as well as we need to be patient with others. Because it's not easy amen at all hallelujah but god gives us the patience amen to begin to help us you know get through everything and to be patient with his people hallelujah amen and glory to god hallelujah so as we continue with our series we was talking about prayer declarations i'm not going to go back through everything i'm just going to touch a little bit we talked about intimacy Hallelujah, which was the fruit of love in God and with God and how we spend time with God. So that's where the intimacy started. We talked about it in Psalm 63, 1 through 11. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary beholding your power and your glory because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. So I bless you as long as I live in the name Hallelujah, in your name. I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food. With my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I remember upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. For you have been my help. And in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. But those who seek to destroy my life shall go down into the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword. They shall be a portion for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. All who swear by him shall exalt for the mouths of liars will be stopped. Amen. We said that this is the prayer that King David, amen, prayed to show how his intimacy was with God, amen. So he didn't just, amen, you know, it was not only just through his words, but also he began to practice it. Because we said faith is dead without works. So he began to act upon what he have written, amen. And it went through not just the written words, but it went through his actions. Remember we said a written word turns into, hallelujah, a written word turns into a spoken word, and a spoken word turns into a living word. So the written word is what we read in Psalm 63, 1 through 11, amen. And then the spoken word is after he written it, he began to decree, declare into the atmosphere. He began to speak it. And then his actions began to act upon, which made it become a what? Living word. Amen. So David reverenced how important God was to him through the Psalms that he wrote and through prayer and med meditation with God. Amen. So he understood um, relationship. He understood intimacy with God. Amen. Hallelujah. And even as we read Psalms 119 and 9, hallelujah, says, how young, how can a young man 
a woman cleanse his or her way by taking heed according to the word. And we got there because we said that even as we're spending time with God and we're intimate with God, God is also cleansing us. He is, um, we're, we're beginning to walk in his righteousness. Um, not any righteousness of our own, amen. And we said that the Spirit of God begins to overtake us because now we have crucified ourselves, amen, and allowed the Spirit of God to work in us because the Word is Spirit, which gives us life, amen, and life more abundantly, amen. And it prioritizes us to be closer to God, to have more intimacy with God. Hallelujah. So we must, what? Die out to ourselves, amen. Meaning that no pride, no nothing, just letting God just deal with us, amen. Deal with those areas that we, we need it, we need help in. Sometimes we don't see ourselves. Sometimes people see us um, differently and see those little flaws that we have. So it's it, you know just be you know careful. Listen, you know, but at the same time use wisdom. But sometimes. God is using them to tell us those little flaws, but sometimes we get offended or we just don't want to change. But also listen to the Spirit because maybe the Spirit of God is speaking through them to tell, help us. Amen. Amen. So let's continue to know that as well. Hallelujah. Amen. Good morning. So as we continue to say, how can a young man cleanse his ways by talking heat according to the word? So um, John 17 and 17 Hallelujah. It says, sanctify them in the truth, meaning set them apart for your purpose. Make them holy. Your word is what? Truth. Amen. So as we set them apart, amen. So the secret place of prayer, amen. Intimacy brings us into the word of God, which reveal God himself to us. Amen. So in the beginning was what? The word. And the word was God. Excuse me. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. So it means all things came into what being what through him. Meaning apart from him according to nothing came into being that he has come into the being. In him was life and life was the light of what man. Amen. So we thank God and that brought us into the secret place. We're talking about the secret place, right? Psalms 91 and um, 11. That he that dwells in what? The secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. So God will surely hide us. Remember we said we make our secret place, you know, not just when we come to church on Sunday morning, but our secret place needs to be at our homes. Our secret place, we can be in our cars, can be wherever we are, meaning that we can go and we know that God will meet us there. It's nothing like meeting God outside the church building. Amen. Because you can't be in church 24-7. Amen. You, you are the church. So by us being the church, we need to have that intimacy, that secret place where we can meet God. We can go and say, hey, how you? like when we go and we meet our friends or we go um, to a meeting, we need that meeting place with God. Meaning that even before we meet our friends or before we go to that meeting, we meet God and say, Lord, what do we say at the meeting? What do we say to our friends? That's that secret place. That's that place we ask God questions because we want that meeting to go right. We want our friendships to be right. So meeting God in between your meeting, meeting God between you, meeting your friend, will bring great results. So the secret place needs to be a place where you meet God no matter where you are in a geographic location. It needs to be, you can be definitely at home. You got it wherever you're laying your head. You want, you know, the world is so busy. The world is just so...
So you want to be able to at least come home and your home had a peace. You're wherever you dwelling, you know, some of us, okay, maybe we don't have our own home. Maybe we may be staying with somebody. Maybe, you know, whatever the case, you can still make your secret place in that little place. You can, if you have your own room or, because it's just between you and God, amen. You don't have to be all loud, like, hey, it's me and God. No, just between you and God in that place. He can meet you there. He can meet you right when you step out of that door. He can meet you soon when you go, you know, I'm just saying, you go into the restroom or you go sit in the tub. He can meet you right there. God is, is not just a God that's in one place. He's God everywhere, all sufficient, all knowing, all omnipotent, omniscient. Amen. God that sees, God that knows, and God that's what? Everywhere. He's everywhere. So he will be where we make him to be in our secret place. Because we shall abide under the shadow. It's nothing like being under God's shadow. We don't want to be under a dark shadow. That's it's the difference. We want to be a shadow of light. Because light gives us power. Light gives us life. Life makes us go forward. Amen. So we thank God for being under the shadow of God Almighty. We can hide when everything is so chaotic. And everybody is just, ah. And even when we try to get ourselves right, we need to be able to hide. It's nothing like having peace. It's nothing like having peace. That's why he says those that are in Christ Jesus already have peace. So we need to say, Lord, find our peace. Because we in you. But Lord, somewhere along the line, maybe we we missing it. We, we, we're doing too much because, you know, we could be doing too much. And our peace can be lost in us doing too much. You know, I don't like to say busy. You know, when people say busy, hallelujah, um, Pastor Joe, you know, it's like being under Satan's yoke. You know what? You know I'm a woman of antonyms. So B-U-S-Y, being under Satan's yoke. So when people say, Apostle, you're just so busy. No, 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 no. I'm not, no. I'm just about my father's business. It's a difference, amen. Because busy don't make you about your father's business. Because a lot of times we could be, so, you know, so busy and it's not even about God. So, no, we need to be about our father's business, making sure we're in the right place at the right time in the right lane so that we can be about our father's business so it brings what results. Amen. So as we dwell. Amen. So that's what, excuse me, that's what brought us um, to the secret place. I'm just giving us just a little history of where we come from the last couple of weeks and then to land is where we're going to start today. So from the intimacy and to the secret place, what we just said. Then it says in Psalms 119, 1 and 14, it says, You are my hiding place, my shield. I wait for your word. You know, sometimes we go before God. But when we're in that hiding place, it's a place where he restore us. It's a place where he refresh us. It's a place where he give us back our joy. He give us back our love. That's the place that is, I call it a place of restoration. Because we are hiding and allowing him to work in us. We're hiding in him and waiting on him. Because it says, you are my hiding place and my shield. Meaning that nothing can come and attack me. Nothing can come and come against me. Because you being my shield. Remember the shield of faith. You my shield meaning that the sword, the word of God. Would not let nothing penetrate in between that shield. Because you are protecting me. Look, the weapon going to form. But it ain't prospering because you my shield. And because that's like when you go to war, they have a shield. Amen. The armor. Because it stops the, every bullet. It stops every arrow, every dart. And if they don't put it up, 
in the right time, they can be attacked. But guess what? They still got shield because they got their breastplate on. Come on now. They still got covering. They got their helmet on. So even if it come, you know, they got their helmet, they got their breastplate on. So the shield, so they're fully protected, but one wrong move, amen, can destroy them, amen. So we know that he is our hiding place. He is our shield. And we wait for his word. You know, it's not easy waiting on the word, uh, waiting for the word when God had to, come on, look at David. He was anointed king. Come on, he done came out from the backside into this beautiful palace. And this same man that he worked for, meaning planned such a beautiful tomb for Saul. And he, how Saul got so jealous and now he's seeking to kill him. But he remembered, no, I was anointed to be king. But the kingship didn't start there. He had to go through what? The test. He, you know, he had to go through the, in the cave. He had to go through dealing with the rejects, people he didn't know. See, even though he, he had the, the really high prestige um, um, position as king, the kingship didn't come just like that. So even though people knew that he was anointed king, but he wasn't accepted. Because God was still working through him and with him. He was building his character. Look what Saul did. Look how Saul was after his life. He came upon Saul when Saul was sleeping. He could have took Saul's life. But he respected the anointing. But he cut the cloth to say, you know what? God is really working on me. Because I could have really got you. But let me show you how close I was right there. Let me show you this cloth. I was right there. I could have took your life, but I respect God too much to touch his anointing. So, so David went through so much. He was in a hiding place, but God shielded him. God, God protected him. You know, even though Saul was after him, but listen how God protected him. He even used Saul's son to be his brother. Now, usually when you got the uh, enemy and a mama mad and a daddy mad, Come on now. They're going to be mad. And then the brother going to be mad. The children are going to be mad at you. Come on. It's just work like that. So if you get into it with somebody. Now listen to this. This is how the devil work. Say for instance somebody come in. And somebody's offended with somebody. And then this person don't know nobody. But by the time they get finished telling them their offense. That nobody now don't like that somebody. Because that anybody begin to what? Tell them how they were offended. But the nobody never even knew the somebody. So what happens is the enemy is able to uproot the nobody out of his place because the anybody began to talk about its offense about the somebody. But the, uh, the enemy knew that if the nobody can get up out of the place, they would receive their deliverance. But in this case, Jonathan didn't, didn't, did not follow his father. He, he had a bond with David. He, he, he knew David by the spirit. Come on, we need to know people by the Spirit. I need you to know me by my Spirit. I need you to know, like, I don't have to tell you I'm going through. I don't have to tell you I need prayer. You gotta be in the Spirit of God to know, like, okay, let me pray for Apostle. Let me, let me, let me, Apostle, you know what? I'm a blessed. I'm just saying, any way that God shows you, you have to follow the Spirit. I need to know you by the Spirit as well. I can't just assume or I just can't just think. No, Jonathan understood relationship. That God had granted him with David. And he honored that. He knew that he could never use the sword and the shield and what he had. 
He knew that he wasn't called to be a fighter. Come on now, even though he followed his father. But he knew that David had the anointing. So he knew to give that to David. See, when, when, when you are anointed, you got to know your positioning. You got to know your lane. Sometimes God will send somebody to give you what you need. Even though they may have it, but maybe it's not valued to them because God didn't call them to that lane. But because he called you to that lane, he will position the relationship and then God will bring you what you need. And that's what happened. David and Jonathan grew a bond. They had a relationship. There was an intimacy between them of a friendship, a brothership, only because of God. And it's because David was hiding in that secret place. His shield, can I tell you, was Jonathan. Jonathan was the shield. Jonathan, you know, even though Saul was still seeking to, to kill David, but at the end of the day, God used Jonathan to give David insight on how things was moving, when they were coming. So when God can give you insight in between what you're going through, we thank God for that insight. So I always looked at this passage of scripture and said that Jonathan was his shield at that time. So he had to wait for the word of God. How did he wait? He waited. He waited for his kingship. He, even though he was anointed, he was ready. He waited. He went through the suffering. He went through the ridicule. He went through the hate. He went through everything. His, his character, his name being did. He went through everything. He waited. And finally, he had received kingship. But then it starts. His own children begin to what? Come against him. So it didn't stop. So God took, was taking him through another task. Come on now. God, you know, I'm telling you. So know the difference. When God is testing us, he want to see, are you really ready for this place where I'm bringing you? And David still had to work some things out. Because we know the story between him and Bathsheba. Come on. When he put uh, her husband on the front line, us, to be killed just to have an affair with his wife. Come on. So God was testing him all the way through. But David understood intimacy. He understood a secret place. But he went through all those things before he began to start having that intimacy. Getting into that secret place. Even though he was in a secret place, he had intimacy before his kingship. But you know, when sometimes when we reach our place in God, we forget about God. Come on now, when God takes us to a place, not saying that we totally forget about him, but sometimes our words is not what we say when we're going through. Or we may not honor God the way we know to honor God. And David knew better. But at the same time, we're human. And he and it was just his human, his eyes. He, he allowed his eyes to see the beauty, you know, to really make him forget. Like, no, no, I can't touch because it's already been taken, you know. But at the end of the day, he still went through that. He understood. He, 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 he learning process. Amen. So as we went through the secret place, so that's where we came here. Faith. Faith drives our prayers and force speed forward. Amen. Because we said faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the word of God, what? It cultivates our spirit to clearly hear the voice of God.
So as we're reading God's word, amen, like I always say, come on, um, sis, let's get in the word. Because when you were reading in the word, God gives me some words, but the word of God gives you all the words. Because the word of God, what it does is it strengthens our spirit. Because it's God. And God gives us peace. He gives us strength in our spirit. And also it activates our faith. It makes us look at what God is saying and it turn, turn on our thinking and say, you know what? God is saying this. Let me begin to believe, even though we don't start off just be believing like that. You know, it takes time because we're going through and we're looking at our circumstance. We're looking at what we're going through at that time. Not that we're not looking at the word of God or believing the word of God. But when you're going through life, can I be honest? Sometimes life sometimes take more of your attention than what we really know in the word and what God is saying. But God is saying, no, I need you to take your attention off of those things called life, which I tell you is a leap in faith experience. We need to not look at those, even though those things are coming, you leap by faith. But it's going to happen because it is strengthening you, it's making you, it's allowing you to become more of you, and I mean, excuse me, more of me and less of you. So as you're going through, you're dying out along the way. That's where cultivating means. Means when we cultivate our spirit, we're carving away flesh. We're carving away us. We're carving away our human desires, our, 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 our desires that's not of God. And we're beginning to become more like him. So we're building our spirit. We're building our spirit to what he wants us to be and how he wants us to move. But as we're reading this word, we're hearing his voice. That's why we say that we have to understand what discernment is. What is discernment? And why is discernment so important to have? Because you got to be able to have discernment because you got to be able to distinguish your voice and God's voice and the devil's voice. So you got your voice, God's voice, and the devil's voice. So sometimes we be like, oh, that's the devil. When it ain't even the devil, it's you. And maybe it's not even you, it's God. But sometimes when we look at things that are happening bad, the first thing we say, oh, it's the devil. But God is not a bad God, but God is the God that tests us along the way. So it's not like he's trying to make it be bad. He's trying to get us through the test. Because he's trying to strengthen us. He's trying to get us to that place out of us. Did you hear what I said? I said out of us because we're so into us ourselves. When he said, no, I need you to come out of yourself. And I need you to come in me because I'm trying to cultivate your spirit. Because when I cultivate your spirit, then you can really tune into my voice. If your spirit is not being cultivated in the spirit of God, you can't be able to discern the voice of God. You won't know the difference. So that's why God said, the more time you spend in my word, I am speaking to you and I am building up your most holy faith so that your believing um, 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 signal begin to ri arise and it begin to lift up and you would know my voice. You would know it through my word. You would know it when it's being spoken. You would know that it's me. So as he cultivate our spirit, we're able to hear the voice of God. Amen. And we're able to acquire more knowledge about God. Because God always give us different things when we read in the word of God through his men and women of God. And the things that they went through, the examples, Paul and John and Mary Magdalene and Deborah and, and so many others in the Bible. When we look at what they went through and what they overcome, we're going through those same things today. 
So all we have to do, even though the days back then was a little different, but now we got so much technology and we got all this. Come on. They didn't have all of that. They didn't have a Nikes. They didn't have 20 pairs of shoes. They barely had a, a shoe that they can walk in and, and pray that their feet is not scorched because of the hot sun, because of the rocks, because of the roads. They didn't have paved ways that were smooth. They didn't have cars and, come on, they had camels. Come on, you know, camels, boom, boom. By the time you finish, you're going to be, because the way they move, you know, they already just, you know, then they got the hump. So you hump it. You know, so just imagine when you get off that camel, you still humping in your sleep, right? <laughs> Amen. So they didn't have all the things that we have today. But they knew how to be content. God wants us to be content in all things. Thank God that you got breath. Somebody is on a ventilator. Somebody, you're a nurse. Somebody's on a ventilator. Somebody can't breathe. Somebody is struggling and praying, Lord, if you get me out of this. Somebody is gasping for air. Come on, somebody is, is afraid that they may not wake up. Somebody, you got to help somebody out the bed. How many people are you helping out the bed? Well, we could just get out the bed. And sometimes when we get out the bed, we lagging like, oh, Lord, come on. We can get out the bed. They got to wait until their nurse or somebody come and lift one leg out. Matter of fact, somebody got to even take the cover off of them because they can't move their hands. And we complain the cover too short, but we got one. <laughs> At least we can cover ourselves, huh? I'm just saying, being content. I'm learning to be more content. I've always been a woman of contentment, you know, being content. But the more you get older, as you get older, as you get older, you, you learn to be more content. I'm just so happy to be able to do what God is calling me to do today. What I didn't finish yesterday, that's yesterday. Today is a new day. I'm not looking at tomorrow, but I'm doing it today. So thank God he gave me breath. He gave me strength today. I remember a month ago, come on, I, I couldn't talk. Ah, I couldn't. I was barely moving, but I, ah, I'm content. I got something to eat. I'm content. I don't care about all that. I mean, God always make me look nice. Thank you, Lord. But guess what? I'm not into all of that. Just give me clothes and I'm gone. Give me a suitcase and I'll go. I ain't got to take a whole two closets. I'm giving stuff away. About a month ago, that's what I was doing. I was saying, you know what? Shoes just sit here. These clothes, come on. 100 pairs of leggings. T-shirts. I just started packing up this, this big bag, about this tall. And I just went on East Avenue. First I went by White Castles. Then I went by Family Dollar. Then I went down East Avenue. On my way to church. And I was just passing out leggings. And I was in the bag matching the leggings with the shirts. And, and the women, it was like, and I said, sorry, man, I don't have nothing for y'all today. But I said, you know what I do? I had some extra towels. So they got towels. So I'm just saying, Content. I'm content with what I have. I can't take that with me. Today, if God tell me to go and leave and go for for this time, come on, I only got enough to, to, a suitcase or two. What I'm gonna do with? Come on, even having a boutique. Sometimes I'm looking like, no, I'm not. I don't have to, you know. Because sometimes you women, come on, we like it. Even we got two and three, okay. But if I got one. No, I'm not going to take that. I'm in business. 
this is to sell. Why would I wear it? Because I think it's no. Now, if I had th three or four, then maybe. But I'm learning to just be content. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, so content, being content. Amen. Sometimes, you know, not being content make us worry too much. We, we, we want everything we see everybody to have. But do you know that that's more probably a, a that's going, that can probably take you out. See, you don't know what they're going through having that. It's probably a headache to them and saying, Lord, if I can get out of this. And you you jealous and envy for that. And if they hand it over to you, you would be like, Lord, why did I want this? So be careful what you're jealous of. Be careful what you envy. You don't know that may take you out. I was reading something. And the man said, you know what? He said, I regret winning the lottery. He said, I regret being a millionaire. He said, because it destroyed his life. He said, because he said he didn't know how to spend it. And in the way he spent it, he said, he said, if he if he can do it again, he said the money was okay. But he said within, he said within a year and a half, he went through almost what six a um, hundred and something million dollars. And he said it literally almost killed him. And then as I began to read more articles, people died. Winning lottery. Because going through the lifestyle. Going, and then the one man said, he said, the first thing he said, the first thing that I regret not getting was an accountant and somebody that, I, that when I went to pick my check, having that accountant right there with me to counsel me right there on the spot. God forbid I say I can't play no lottery. But I'm saying the first thing he should have had was a therapist. Come on now. He should have had a therapist there signing his check. Because your mind got to be, because that's a lot of money. So when we be saying, Lord, we wish we had this, we wish we had that, we ain't got enough of this, be content. God will give you what you need. God will help you. You know, we say we want big churches, we want this. It's more problems. Deal with, deal with what God, God has called you to a people. Leaders, not a big congregation. It ain't just about people. Because you can have all those people and they sick. They still sick. They're not even made whole. They just come into church. They're dead. You got a dead church. Be grateful for those that come in. It's like a revolving door. As God brings them in, maybe, okay, they're going to stay. Then you got some he's going to raise up. You got some that he's going to use you to be a father and mother to. But deal with what he bring you at that time. Because we can't rush, rush, rush. Because deliverance is not overnight. Deliverance sometimes can be year. Am I right, Apostle? Depending on how that onion is. You know, an onion, when you be covering the onion, you try to cut it, what it does? It unravels. It, don't, it even get down to that. And it's still an unraveling in that little seed. That's how our life is. Like an onion. So when we think we overcome one thing, here comes something else. Because we have buried, 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 buried life upon us. Upon each situation that we've been through in life. We have buried it. We didn't deal with it. So as we've been healed and delivered from one thing, now it's something else. Thank God! Because you want to unravel like that onion. You don't want to be, you don't want to miss it. So be content. Don't want more than what God has for you. Be 
being grateful for what he, thank God he called you into the kingdom of God. Some people are lost. Thank God that he chose you to lead his people. Don't you know, leading his people, just being able to pray for his people, being able for the people to come and to trust, that's a lot. Even if it's one somebody, thank God for them. Even if it's two somebody, praise them. So just think, Lord, I want this, I want this picture. It's more problems. God, I want more money. It's more problems. The more you want, it's more problems. So maybe God is what? He's training you. He's getting you ready. So when he do bring, because he said he'll make us a ruler over many when we be, when we be faithful to what is what? Small. A small quantity of what he give us. He'll make us a ruler over what? Many. Many don't mean that he's going to give us something huge what we can't handle. Many means what he know we can handle. Many means more responsibilities probably. See, when we say many, it don't mean more individuals. Maybe more responsibilities, more, more leeway. When he make you like an ambassador, when he makes you like that community. You know, I was looking at it like, wow. I was like, because, you know, I remember back in the day, um, maybe 10 years ago, a man of God, he said to me, he said, woman of God, he said, you know, God is going to, you're going to walk in the fivefold ministry. But he said, you, he's, God is also using you as his ambassador. And as I begin to read more and, you know, an ambassador is, is, is first of all, in Christ is his God's representative. All of us are ambassadors of Christ. We're supposed to represent God. How's we representing God in our character, in our integrity, in our love? We're supposed to represent God. We are ambassadors of Christ. It's in our talk, in our dress. Even in some of the things that I say that I go back and I think and I say, you know what? Wow, even though they were wrong, or even though it, I, didn't, I, I don't feel like that, I still should have handled it a different way. The way I handled it wasn't good. Because I'm supposed to be an ambassador of Christ. And people are looking up to me. And even though what happened, I still was supposed to react in a different way. And I had to go into repentance and ask God to forgive me. Like, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. And then I began to say, you know what? We both acted out. So I don't just blame them or just blame myself. No. It, we both acted out. But I'm supposed to handle it differently. I'm talking about for me, not the person. Even though they may have, God told them, but I'm talking about me. I had to come and turn, to put the speck in my own eye. Turn the mirror myself. Say, no, I'm supposed to handle that differently. Even though what happened, it wasn't good, but I was supposed to handle it differently. And I, when I looked at that, I said, you know what, Lord, please let me not do that again. Give me an opportunity to make up with them. Give me an opportunity to make it right. Give me an opportunity to let's build our trust back. Let's build our friendship back. You know, so as we grow, God shows us us. He shows us some of our ways. He shows us that some are good and some are not. So I'm in a place where God knows I need to see my faults. I need to because people are looking up to me. People are watching me. And how I handle a situation is very vital. Like I have another situation. And what the person did is not good. And I, and I could have shared it with the, another man of God. But I didn't share it yet. But I could have handled that differently. 
But the way God is telling me to handle this, I'm being patient. It's not easy, but I'm being patient because I have every right to go and talk to somebody because it's not right. But God is saying, no, I want you to handle this like this because I'm trying to win a soul. See? See that? See? Even though we know that, see, God would do things. Come on now. God would make, do things. The devil, even the devil would try to do things to destroy so it can take away from what the person supposed to receive from God. And God is saying, I'm after their soul. I, 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 must, I, I need you to be a soul winner. But God, no. Did you see what they just did to me? Did you see? No, that's not. I understand. But I'm working on them. And your love is very vital. You know why? Because if you react, they may never respect or trust another pastor in their life. Even though what they did was wrong. But I'm working on them. So they need your trust. They need to be able to, even though you would say, okay, but they're they, they betrayed me. They, they did what they did. I understand, but they still need to feel that confinement. Because when people come and confine in you, it's a trust that they have with you. And when you break that trust, you don't know. You can destroy their life. Even though what they did wasn't because they would look maybe at another pastor and say, oh, I can't be honest with them. I'm helping somebody. That's God cultivating us. That's acquiring the knowledge of God. That's wisdom. So God wants us to, and these are stories that men and women of God of faith walk through in the word of God. So as we continue to step out in faith, amen, God is responding to us. And he's reminding us and letting us know that we can move mountains through his word. Because again, we talked about the faith muscle, right? The faith muscle Amen. Sometimes need to be strengthened. And how is the faith muscle strengthened? Through God's word. Through test. Come on. Faith is strengthened, apostle, through trials and tribulations. Because it makes us trust God even more. You can't. I know you love apostle. But you got to trust God. See, apostle can be right there all the time and say, okay, okay, and then everybody come. Okay, uh, I'm your God. I'm not God. He's God. So I got to send you back to God. Even though he gave me certain things to say, certain things to do, but I got to send you back to God. But when you go back to God, isn't it a beautiful thing? Because now you don't build this faith muscle. Now you can go in your secret place. Now the intimacy begins to move for you. Now you can begin to pray. And not only pray for yourself, but you can pray for the apostle. So your faith muscle is being strengthened. You know, when you working your muscles, you exercising your faith. You exercising your patience. You exercising your trust in God. You're exercising, come on, perseverance and um, 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 tribulations and, and all the things that you have to travel through in order for your faith to be built. So these things strengthen us. Things we go through in life strengthen us. I wouldn't even, if I begin to tell my life story, oh, first of all, we'll be here all day, all year. But thank God that I went through from becoming out of my mama womb all the way to today. 
Today, today, August the 21st, 49 and a half years old, will be 50. By God's grace, will have lived half of my life 50. But just imagine from newborn to 50. If I sit and begin to, oh my God, it's only by God. Only by God. <laughs> it's only, and to still be standing here with my mind. Again. Remember, I lost my mind. <laughs> but he renewed my mind. <laughs> Again. And to have a right mind today. Again. And a better mind today. Again. Huh? Come on. That mind that I had before ain't like this mind today. So thank God I lost my mind then because I would never know what a renewed right mind would be today. Amen. They're like that lady crazy. Really? No. That's true. Because now my mind is more on him. Now my mind is trusting more in him. Now my mind is believing more on him. Because of my trials. Because of my tribulation. Because of, of being left and dropped on my head. Being in Lodabar. Being left. Being ridiculed. Being talked about. Being all those things. Thank God. But it made me and it's making me and it's breaking me today. And I love all my people. You know, people come to me and say, oh, you always over here doing this for them. You are, you know what? They God's people. God don't look at geographic. God don't look at um, um, gender, sex. God don't look at nationalities. God, they are God's people. If my people that are called by my name, he didn't say Af um, Americans. He didn't say Chinese. He didn't say Mexicans. He didn't say Africans. He didn't. He said, if my people. So who are we to discriminate on who we help? I help all people. Boy, girl, man. Come on. Now, I help it. You know, I don't like dogs. <laughs> I'm just saying. But I, I don't hate animals. I love animals, but I just don't deal with most of them. <laughs> but if I see, hey, how you doing? You know, but I ain't going to, you know, but I'm just saying, I'm talking about God's people. Amen. That's what we're talking about, God's people. Are we learning something, y'all? Hallelujah. So, so our faith muscle allows us to work. See, our, see, as we continue to work our muscle, which is our heart muscle. See, our faith is also connected to our heart because our heart come on now is what gives us life our heart it what gives us the ability to have breath it gives us the ability for our blood we got a nurse in the house y'all correct me if I'm wrong I'll give you the mic because we got to know this stuff amen our blood has to pump through our body in order for our body, come on, to relate to every other signal in our body. If the blood stop pumping, come on now, we will die. That's where blood clots come, right? Because it clogs the blood, stops the flow, and that causes what? Death. The blood has to flow. The blood has to get to the brain to give the brain the signal. The brain signals everything in the body. But the heart is the main, that's why they call it the oily, the main chamber. Come on now, the chamber is what holds everything. And you got to have a center. Look, this is the center. You got to, the center, when you go around, 
the nuclear in the middle. That's that chamber, that heart chamber. And everything on the outside of it has to be connected. You got your nervous system, your respiratory system, your congestive system, your digestive system. You got your organs. You got, your, you know, all of that is connected. If you notice, when one wrong, when one of those things fails us, it brings a signal to the body, and either our arm ache, or come on, those are symptoms, right? Those are symptoms. when you have a headache, when you have an arm ache, when you have um, even. Um, um, Charlie horses, all that type of stuff. We be like, oh, okay, we just kick it out. We just shake it out, get some water. But those are indicators. It's like our body is telling us something is going on. But we ignore those indicators. I know. Hello, I know. But those are indicators. Those are signals. Because our chamber, our heart is, is, is giving a signal to every other area that's connected. And then now our brain. Our brain, our brain, our mind is thinking. Our thinking like, okay, something can be going on, but we ignore it. Sometimes we ignore it because we say, no, God is good. By his stripes, I'm healed. I know we are healing. God is good. But those are signals, still signals. Indicators to say, okay, I know we're praying, but at least still. Wisdom say, still go to the doctor. Amen. So our, our, our muscle, which is our heart, that's why, and now spiritual, I'm coming back on the spiritual side. I had to get that. So nurse, was I kind? Was, was I was I right? Okay, good, good. Okay. I ain't a nurse. We got one in the house, so just in case. Okay. So now we're coming on the spiritual side. The heart. We got to make sure it's pure and clean. We got to make sure we're exercising our faith. Meaning that we need to do a heart checkup every day. Lord God, that's why the Bible says to what? Pray without ceasing. We have to what? Ask God to forgive us what? Daily. Because we we sin unknowingly. We have a subconscious, a conscious, an unconscious. So in our conscious, we it's annoying. Our sub and un we we sometimes we don't even just even a look, a thought, a oh I wish I had that. Come on, that's a little sign of envy. Because now you're really pressing on and saying, Oh, I look better in that. I'm just saying, it's okay to say, I like that. But when you go into saying, I'll look better in that, or that should have been me, that's when envy began to start. Okay, Apostle, am I right there? Huh? It starts right there. So that's why your words, you got to be careful with your words. So what? Your words is connected to what? Your heart. Because what's in your heart, a man what? Speak it. Whatever is there, it's going to come out. So your heart has to be pure. Your heart has to be clean. You have to be able to exercise your faith muscle, requiring a heart checkup daily. Lord, let me watch my words. What am I thinking? What am I thinking? Because I don't want to say it. So what's in my heart so that I won't say it? What a man thinks he become. What's in your heart that comes out through your mouth? So that's why your thinking got to be very, you got to check, check. Do a checkup on your thinking. Our words is powerful. We say certain things like we just say things out of our mouth. Can I? Okay, I always like using myself as I always like using my because God have delivered me. 
So I mean, I love using my own experiences. They mad. I'm not here to chop down the congregation. No, I'm here to give you real life experiences so we can do a check up on ourselves to go back and say, Lord, deliver me from this area. I remember as my children was growing up and they would do little things. And I'd be like, stop doing that because you're acting just like your daddy. How's your daddy acting? Now, maybe he was doing some things, but who am I to judge their daddy? And who am I to say, okay, whatever what they was doing, even though they were God was working on them, it wasn't right. But I'm putting a curse on my children. Because I'm speaking the negative things that maybe I saw their father do, which they maybe was ignorant of the things that they were doing. But now as God is changing them along the way, thank God that they're not like they used to be, that God have, have really did a great work in them. But I'm saying back then, I was not um, spiritual enough to understand that. So I would say those things. So I was putting, because that's why I says, be careful what comes out of your mouth. You can't let, um, 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 you say in blessings, but then you come in with curses. It can't come out of the same mouth. But I was ignorant. I was ignorant. I had no spiritual. I had no spiritual knowledge then. I wasn't in the church then. I wasn't. You know, I wasn't walking with God then. But as I got, as as my children got a little older, maybe at um, um, at eight and ten, that's when I I gave my life to Christ and I began to walk. But I still wasn't walking and understanding all the spiritual things. Because the way that God took me, he took me into a Bible-based church where we're just studying the Bible. But I didn't understand spiritual things because they didn't operate fully in the prophetic. They didn't operate in the, in the gifts. So as God began to transform me, transform me along the way, he began to put me part of different ministries. And I was able to learn and that's how I've become who I'm becoming today. Did you hear what I said? Becoming. Because I have not yet became. Until we leave this earth, then we became. Be, become. That's not even a word. Well, then we will become. But right now, I'm still becoming. That's why I say mature in Christ. Meaning we're perfecting ourselves to be more mature like Christ. We can never be perfect. Nobody ever can be perfect like Jesus. Ever. Because we have sin in us. And that's why God is saying daily to forget, ask for forgiveness. We're not perfect. We got to do a daily checkup every day on our heart. Because according to the word of God, it says now faith is, a, is the assurance. It's the assurance, meaning we, we talked about this, the title of the deed. We talked about how faith is the assurance. We talked about that. So whatever we hope for is the evidence of things not seen, Right? So we're talking about faith, but the ultimate effect of faith is to give us rest. We're supposed to rest in God. Because it says to what? Trust in his word. So when our faith is being, when our faith is being created, not created, when our faith is being built, we are resting in God. Amen. Because here I want to read it. Hebrews 4, 9 and 12. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Amen. For by this, amen, of kind of faith, men of old gain divine approval. By faith, 
meaning that is with inherent trust and doing confidence and power, wisdom, and goodness of God. We understand that the worlds were framed and created, amen, and put in order and equipped for their intent, purpose, used by what? The word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. Hebrews 4, 9, and 12. So faith taps into what? The power of God. So however, faith does not develop through our natural ability. You build your faith. My faith is not like your faith. Your faith ain't like my faith. My faith ain't like his faith. God gives us all a measure of faith. So I can't, I can't, I can't um, um, force you to have my measure of faith. Because maybe you ain't been through what I've been through. And you can't force me to have your measure of faith because maybe I haven't been through what you've been through. God give us our own measure of faith. So even leaders, we have to be patient with God's people. Because I know it's like we want them to get there. But remember, God waited on us. And still waiting on us. But he's still using us. <laughs> so we have to also be patient. And you have to also let people come. You can't keep just bugging people. Come to church, come to church. Why you ain't in church? Why do you ain't there? No. God has to draw them. He said, I will draw all men to what? Me. We give you what God gives us. Now it's up for you too. Because guess what? We want you to lean all on God. Don't lean on man. Because they always forsake you. And that's man and woman. You know, a lady said, well, why are they always saying man of God? We got women of God. I said, please don't take that personal. God created man. Woman came out of man. Just because they say man of God, they may not say woman of God. It's okay. We're still in the category. Come on. Amen. Come on now. But sometimes women get affected because they don't say, they don't hear a woman of God. But men, it doesn't matter. We're all in the same faith. We're all serving God. We're all doing the work of God. It's not just men and it's not just women. But it's God's people. And God is really raising up some great women. Some great women of God to do a great work. But it, does, it takes nothing away from the man of God. Because God created the man of God also to be a great help. We come from the rib of a man. But not for them to just go before us. But that's why we came from the side. Because we walk side by side. None of us is greater than. We're equal to do the work. The measure that God given us. But we respect the places where we are. We know God made men to be protectors. To be that. Uh, come on. The head. But the head doesn't mean to control. The head doesn't mean take over. The head means that you respect also, maybe my vision. Also, us. That's a man. We, we, we walk together. We come together. We move together. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, faith taps into the power of God. Amen. Faith is not developed, um, is not developed through our own natural ability. It takes the revelation and grace of God to firmly believe. I can't force you to believe. You can't force me to believe. We believe through the word. We believe through study. We believe through prayer. We believe through our situations, our struggles. That's what belief comes from. What we've been through makes us believe God because he brought us out. 
He brought us a very, oh my God, what we, I just thank God what I've been through. Because it bring, brought me so closer to him. I can trust him. I can not worry. I don't have to worry about my tomorrow. I don't have to worry about bills. I don't have to worry about those things because I have God. But it went through me going through. It wasn't easy, y'all. Just imagine going through. Hold on. Not just spiritually. But going through that all at the same time. It's like Job. All at the same time. Spiritually, financially, socially, relationally, governmentally, all of this. One time. One test. Mentally, physically, my body. One test. And I know God have already healed me by his stress. I'm already here. I know that. But I'm still praying for good health. But at the same time, it was part of my test. Do I really trust that I'm already healed? Can I still go forth and preach the gospel with no voice? Can I still go and serve his food and my body hurting? By faith. Come on now. I'm just saying. It ain't easy. It ain't easy, yo. I'm just saying, because at the end of the day, going through all those things in one season, if I didn't have God, oh my God, I don't know where I'd be today, August the 21st. And even if I have lost my mind, I know I get another mind, because I lost it before he gave it to me, but thank God I didn't. Thank God I persevered through, but I had to get into that secret place, that place of intimacy. People didn't know what I was going through. Because I was still praying for people. I was still helping people. I was still talking to people. But I was going through. At that time, I was going through. You didn't even know I was going through. But God, I've come through. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So there is a learning process involved. To win this battle, we need to believe in the power outside of ourselves. To win this battle... It's all about not you, but it's about God. The power is in the Holy Spirit. The power is in Jesus. The one who promised that he can save us. Amen. So there is ongoing salvation. That's work by faith. Amen. And it has nothing to do with our feelings. It has nothing to do for who we are. Which can go up and go down like a yo-yo, right? But when we believe God and we set our heart on God and we walk in obedience, amen, and we're not into our own feelings or our own human understanding, God begins to work on us. And through our praise, we have to begin to praise God. When we begin to praise God, we don't abandon God. Because when we're praising God, we don't abandon Him. We don't abandon our agenda that He has given to us. We believe in Him alone. We keep our hope and our focus set on God. We begin to magnify Him over and over again. We thank Him for our needs. We thank Him for what He has given us, not our own desires. Just like Jesus said in Mark 9.23, everything is possible for him who believes. So if you are not believing, that's why things are not possible. But when you believe, the, the impossible is possible. Meaning when they say no, God say yes. When they say you can't, God say you can. Come on now. We in the Black Family Union, we thank God for the woman, hallelujah, for allowing us to come be a part of. But we came at the last minute when there was no room. There was no space. They said everything was sold out. We sorry. But God, he made a way. And guess what? We're right there in the 
in the front and the center. We're right there. And we got in. Come on now. That's God. So the impossible can turn into a possible. Only if you believe. Only if you don't give up. Only if you keep going. Only if you keep praying. Only if you keep praising. Because the people may say no. They have to follow protocol. They have to follow the agenda. But sometimes God's favor, hallelujah, is set on you. And when God's favor is set on you, that means that the impossible becomes the possible. So I'm telling you, don't give up on God because he won't give up on you. So whatever you need, whatever you know that God has given up to you, I don't care what door have shut in your face. I don't care the no's that they told you. Come on now. I don't care. I don't care. You get up and you run. You get up and you do what God say to do because the story that you're going to tell, the testimony that you got, they're not going to even believe you because where God has brought us from, so you got to keep on going on the possible, not the impossible. The devil wants you to believe the impossible. He wants you to believe that you can't. He wants you to believe to give up. He don't want you to run forward. And then not only that, it's not always the devil. But God wants you to know that he's testing you in this wilderness. He's testing you in this dry place. He's testing you in this place. Because he wants you to arise and shine. He wants the glory of God to be upon you. He wants you when you go in the byways and the highways. He wants his light to shine. He wants his glory to be present. So sometimes you got to go through the little bar. You got to go through the dry places. You got to go through the wilderness. You got to go through those places, not with people, but alone. Even your family turning on you. Even your kids turning on you. Even yourself turning on you. You ain't got nothing. All you got is God. You got to trust God. You got to believe God. You got to know that God will do what he said that he would do. You got to keep on saying, Lord God, you said that the possible is you. The possible is now. The possible is mine. So because it is, Lord God, whatever you got to get me through, whatever you got to get me over, whatever you got to take me to, God, let me believe and let me go through this. And even though I may cry some, even though I may get on the ground and begin to travail and kick my feet and run around the place, I don't know about you. But when I'm going through sometimes, I just got to beat the floor. I got to run around. I got to cry out. I got to holler. I cry, I cry, I cry, I cry. But at the end of the tunnel, I see a light. It's getting brighter. It's opening up. And I know the impossible is at the end. If I can keep on pressing through, if I can keep on running through. I ain't looking back, but I'm looking forward. I'm pressing towards the mark, my God. So you got to continue to press towards the mark. You got to continue to follow that little light, that little beam of light. And I'm telling you, by the time you just open your eyes wider, the light going to become wider and you're going to reach the end of the tunnel. Amen. So you got to allow your faith to work from you. You got to give God praise. You got to praise God through it. You got to worship God through it. You got to Shabbat him through it. Even though you may not feel like raising your hand, you better raise your hand. And long as it's the word of God and it's the truth, you better say amen. Because in your amen, in your raising hand, in your praise, in your worship, you is defeating, hallelujah, the obstacles that you got to overcome. All I know is praise. All I know is worship. All I know is just to raise my hand and say hallelujah when it's the truth. And so help me God. But Lord, I thank him for giving me the ability to still praise through. It ain't even 
see the praise through. It ain't even the worship through. I was at a place one day and they begin to praise God and I begin to get into my place and I said, Lord God, how can I have ever forgotten you? You gave me uh, the, 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 you gave me the gift of praise. You gave me the gift of worship. That is my, my, my weapon is praise and worship. Glory. And I begin to praise God. I begin to worship him. I begin to test that place. I came out of my heels. I, I almost took off my wig. One eyelash was on my cheek. Glory to God. I began to praise God. I almost out my stockings. Glory. I just couldn't read. I couldn't forget about his goodness. I couldn't forget how he brought me through. How he healed my body. Hallelujah. When he gave me strength. I just began to praise him. I began to worship him. I began to run through the building. I began to holler and just yell. And people was looking. And people was just looking. And the man of God began to say, leave her alone. Let her praise. Because he understood that it was victory on the other side. Hallelujah. See, in your not yet praise, there's victory on the other side. In your not yet praise, there's healing on the other side. Come on now. In that not yet praise, come on. There's deliverance on the other side. It's the not yet. What you gonna do when you're going through? You gonna sit down on God? You ain't gonna trust God? You better get up and give him praise. You better get up and Shabbat his name. You better give up and glorify his name. Because in the not yet, it's when the rain begin to settle. Glory to God. It was in the not yet where Elijah began to pray. Come on now. It was in the not yet. It said in the not yet. Then after the not yet, the brooks begin to be filled. Hallelujah. Because the abundance of rain begins to fall. Come on now. You got to understand that it's in the not yet that praise brings your deliverance. Amen. Glory to God. God, hallelujah, I got excited, y'all, because it's something about praise. It's something about worship, but it's only through obedience. See, God wants our obedience. When God brings us out, when God is taking us through, we got to still be obedient. We got to still be faithful to the things of God. And woman of God, I thank God, because you could have been working on this morning. I don't know if you're leaving here and you're going to work. I don't know what the case may be, but you press through. You told me, you said, you know what, I got to work on Sundays. I got to work on Thursdays. I said, okay. I didn't say nothing because, see, God will make sure that you get what you need. And I thank God for your obedience. Glory to God. Because you didn't have to show up before you go into work. Hallelujah. You didn't have to show up. But God knew. See, we got to know the obedience that God wants us to walk through. Glory to God. See, she can work anytime she want to work. But you don't know her story, hallelujah. Huh? So she got to give God praise. Huh? She got to thank God. Come on now. It ain't about the money for her. Glory to God. You don't know, hallelujah. Obedience awaits us. Submission awaits us. Because obedience and submission is God's will. It involves us taking a first step in faith. So one of the greatest benefits are challenges one of our greatest benefits of our challenges is that we en it enables us to develop faith. For we know that when your faith is tested, your endurance have a chance to grow. Come on now. James 1 and 3. So through our testimony, because according to the word of God, Revelation 12 and 11, we've learned that the children of God overcame Satan. He is nothing but what the accuser of the brethren, but by the blood of the land. And the word of our testimony. That's how much power our testimony carry. So we got to go through some hell, y'all. We got to go through some things. It releases the blood of the lamb. The word of our testimony.
glory. The blood of Jesus is more powerful than anything. If they really understood, they wouldn't kill Jesus. It was the blood that gave us life. See, what we don't know is that back in the day, come on, your parents are missionaries. They pleaded the blood of Jesus when there was no food. They pleaded the blood of Jesus when they were sick. It was the blood of Jesus. So they got a testimony. Hallelujah. So we overcome by the what? Word of our testimony. That's how much power our testimony carried. So when God had done something for us, we can't just leave God. We have to come back and give our testimony. Sometimes we just come back and pick up the mic and give our testimony. That's not giving your testimony. Giving your testimony is serving God. Going everywhere telling the goodness of God. Doing the work of the kingdom of God is sharing your testimony. Because unless other people believe that it was in that place, it was in that time that it was God that provided for you. Not your job. Because you didn't have a job. You didn't have healing. You didn't have your mind. It was God. So we have to come back to the places. That's our testimony. When we serve then that's the word. Because it's action. It's the evidence that God is good because people can see how we became. Because they saw us messed up. They saw us going through. Just because we get on the mic and say, well, God did this. No. What is your action? How's you, how's you paying God? Not just through just money, but your service. We, it's easy for us to come give God $2,000, $3,000 a day. We done with God and just come back to church when we want to. No. Even though we thank God for your offering. No. You have to serve God. You can serve God on your job. But you still come back to the house. We have to say uh, assembly of the body. Don't you know when we come back to the house of God, the building, what we're doing is we're building each other. Do the word. So when we go out to our jobs and we go out to the highways, we go out to the byways, our jobs is the marketplace. That's ministry. We are filled. We got word. We've been studying together. We've been praying together. So we come back to the assembly of the body in the building, the brick and mortar, to fill ourselves with the word, prayer, encourage one another. Because we go through so much outside the brick and mortar. So now it's the time for us to come back inside the brick and mortar and we encourage one another, we lift up one another, we exalt one another, we pour the God of, of word of God into one another, we pray for one another, we confess our sins to one another. So when we go back outside the brick and mortar of the church building into our, the marketplace, into our various places, poor pits that God give us, because our poor pit can be under the bridge, our poor pit can be in Kroger's, our poor pit can be wherever God put our poor pit. It's not just in the church building so don't forget your word of your testimony is more than just picking up a mic and saying oh God did this God did that no 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 you have to work it you gotta come back and serve God you have to because you promised God in your secret place things you didn't even tell a pastor that you was gonna do you told God your vow is to God. And then when you're talking to the men and women of God, they're in God. They're not God, but God is in them. So you're making a vow to God, not them. Right? 
I'm trying to help y'all. Amen. It carries power. So we got to share what God has done in our lives, not only to encourage others in their faith walk, amen, but also it shows them where God brought us from. It also reminds us that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever because we serve what? A faithful God who is forever worthy of our confidence and trust. So what is God's view of faith? I'm glad you asked. Faith, according to Hebrew 1 and 6, we know the scripture. Now faith is the substance of what? Things hoped for, the evidence of what? Things not seen. But then it began to talk about my assurance and confidence of what I'm hoping for is the reality to my knowing because no matter what comes my way, I have confidence in Jesus. And I know that even though things begin to shake, I won't be shaken. Why? Because the substance is the evidence of something on which I can rely on. Amen. And believe it's already in my hands. I may not see it, but I know it's there. Because the word of God have already put it there. So my faith is connected to the word. My faith is connected to my father, which is in heaven. Because I'm in relationship with him. I have an intimacy with him. I'm in a secret place with him. And my testimony is through the blood of Jesus. So my test is, excuse me, when I'm being tested, amen, my faith is being increased. When I'm being tested, my confidence in God is being increased. Because he continues to love me. He continues to empower me. Because one thing I do understand, and one thing I do know, and one thing I do know that is true. But without faith, it is impossible. It's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. 11 and 6, Hebrew 11 and 6. So if you don't have faith, it's impossible to please God. And thirdly, faith moves mountains. Yes, it does. As our faith is being activated, no longer are we laying dormant in the places of impossibilities. But we are alive. And miracles are happening in the possibilities. So we don't need to be afraid of speaking to no mountain. Even though Mount Everest probably weighed over 300 tons. Hallelujah. Thousand tons. We don't have to be afraid to speak to our Mount Everest mountain. We don't have to be, be afraid to speak to no mountain. Because it's not by might nor by power. But by the spirit of God. So we don't need to be overwhelmed by sickness. We don't have to be overwhelmed by lack. We don't have to be overwhelmed by our enemies or anything. Why? Because first of all, Matthew 8 and 17, he took up our infirmities. He bore our diseases, bore our diseases. And by his stripes, 1 Peter 2 and 24, we are healed. Amen. And we know that there's a lot of hurting going on. A lot of people are broken. Amen. But at the end of the day, God is all God is a healer. Not only is he healing us physically, but he's healing us mentally, spiritually, economically, socially, relationally, governmentally, educationally, all the least. Hallelujah. Amen. Put put the L L Y on it. Hallelujah. So faith alone is not enough. You must activate your faith by acting on what you believe, by being in God's word, connecting to God's word, staying in the written word, and allowing the spoken word to become your living word. Because they who believe the word of God shall receive power. Amen. It releases power, authority, healing, and so many other things and attributes that God has for us. So faith 
to be activated. Hallelujah. Through God's word. Because faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing the word of God. So fear not. Only believe. When Jesus have already said all things are possible. So please. Understand these seven declarations as I give them to you as we close. I want you to put these in your heart. And know that as you begin to tap into these declarations. Amen. The Lord God will begin to activate them in your life. Because Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 reminds us, even as we sum it up, we need to trust in the Lord with all their heart. Lean not into our own understanding. In all their ways, we acknowledge him, and he shall direct our path. And therefore, I say unto you, what things so you ever desire when you pray, believe, and you receive them. And you shall have them, Mark told us in 11 and 24. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For he that wavers like a wave of the sea driven and the wind tossed. James began to proclaim to us in 1 and 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hebrews 11 and 6. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abide in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Romans 15 and 13. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that you ye being rooted and grounded in love. Ephesians 3, 16 and 17. And 1 Corinthians 2 and 5, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen, amen, and amen. So as we are closing on this morning, on next week, God is willing, as we continue our prayers and declaration, we're going to be talking about abiding. Because we know when we abide, we remain. Hallelujah. So we're excited about abiding in Christ. We've already touched and talked and now we're really taking up our place in our secret place and having more intimacy with God and allowing our faith to work with us because we know that it is the possible. And so as we tap into next week, if God is willing, we will learn more about abiding in him. So, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word that was released for today. Lord God, I ask you that the hearers of your word, let this word touch them inside out. Let their hearts be penetrated, oh God. Illuminate their minds. And, Lord God, we thank you right now, oh God, for allowing their minds to be illuminated. We thank you, oh God, that they're able to hear the spirit of the living God. Let this word work with them all through the week and even from every day going forth. Bring them into the word of God so that they will study more and more your word to have more understanding. And God, I thank you for their lives. And anybody out there, because we all know you, Jesus, but those that may have not accepted you as their Lord and Savior right now, Lord God, as they come to you, Lord God, asking you, Lord God, to forgive them of anything that they may have said, anything that they may have done. Lord God, as they confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that you are their Lord and Savior, that you died, hallelujah, on the cross for them. And that not only did you die, oh God, 
And even in your death, your bearing, your resurrection, you still live. And we thank you, O God, that even as they come to you and ask for forgiveness, that they shall be forgiven as they continue and begin their walking you, God. I ask you, O God, to release upon them, O God, the Holy Spirit, O God, as well into their spirit. And I thank you for divine connections, divine relationships, that you would even lead them to that place that they would begin to learn more about you, O God, through your word, the word of God, bringing them with great men and women of God that you have to mother and father them at the time as they're being cultivated in their spirit through the word, as their salvation is being built more into you, that their calling is becoming more in where you will be taking them. So, Lord God, I thank you for now their journey, that now that they are saved, and as you continue to work in them, let them believe and trust in your word. Keep them abiding in your word because the word of God will lift them, encourage them, strengthen them, and move them closer to their purpose and destiny in you. So God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for those that are here. Bless them as well. Even as we take up our tithes and offering, oh God, I thank you for the those tithes and the offering that would be released on today. Those that would give that's here, those that would give afar, bless them in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever need that they have, I thank you for supplying their needs, oh God, through your glories and riches. In the mighty name of Jesus, and God, if they have a need, oh God, that they need, oh God, um, God, I thank you for moving on their behalf suddenly and speedily in Jesus' name. Let your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah and thank God. For those that are online, those that are looking to give, you can go to the cash app, uh, money sign Apostle Robin Stokes, Apostle Robin Stokes, that's spelled with an I, or you can go to Zeal, we have Zeal, um, it's 513-615-4514, or you can go to PayPal, Sword Empowerment Network, at gmail.com, I believe, yeah, when you sign it in, amen, or you can go to our website, Sword International ministries.org and go to the PayPal um, donate button and you will see what you can do. Or you may want to send in your tithes and offering. We're located at 1115 Hicks, H-I-C-K-S Boulevard, Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014 and that's SOAR International Outreach Network. Apostle Robin Stokes, you can send it in as well. Amen. Hallelujah. Or you may want to come by for prayer and say, you know what, I just want to drop it off. I want prayer. Um, you can call 513-494-6678. Amen. And for those that are following us, we thank God for being on Popping and all the other podcasts. We're going podcasting, y'all. So I said um, the end of this month, we're coming off of Facebook. We're strictly just doing podcasts, amen. So I've been sending out the link where all the podcasts that we are, and we're on all the podcasts when it comes to Apple, Spotify, everything you can think of, podcasts, we're there, amen. SOAR International Outreach Network, and also SOAR International Reveal to Redeem Radio. So all of those are connected, and you can press in, and then you will see us, amen, and be able to download and come back and listen as well, amen. 
Hallelujah. So we thank God for that. Amen. So um, we'll be here. Um, I mean, Monday, I just need for you to wherever you are, your secret place. We're talking about the secret place wherever you are, um, about 7 o'clock, wherever you are. I just need you to lift up prayer for leaders. Amen. On Mondays, we pray for leaders. Amen. We pray for about an hour. Amen. So wherever you are, you may be driving in your car, going to work, at home. I need you to take one hour, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and pray for where if you have a leader in your church, you'll pray for your leader. But pray for leaders of whole as well all over the world so we're praying for leaders amen because we need to we need to be strengthened amen because so much is going on and we could not forsake hallelujah the body of christ amen we have to continue to preach the truth amen we can't compromise amen we have to continue to bring god's word out amen so we're praying for every leader i don't care if you like them or you don't like them i don't care if they i don't care the lord said we're praying for every leader Every day we're praying for one another. Amen. Next Monday, 7 p.m. Amen. And then on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, if you have um, any counseling needs, we're on the line 7 to 9, 15 minutes increments. So we're doing the spiritual counseling. We do have spirit, two spiritual counselors, um, doctors, amen, that are certified, amen, as well. So if you have any um, need to deal in any um areas dealing with whatever you may be dealing with we by god's grace we cover everything we even cover time management i'm just saying because time hallelujah is an issue hallelujah so time management anger management i mean everything so by god's grace so um seven to nine tuesdays and wednesdays you can call in 513-849-3769 15 minute segment times but if you need longer time we will set appointment amen um, but that would be on another day, another day. If we need more time, amen, maybe come in and we just pray. So you can call and let us know that time. But if you just have some things and to lead us to that point, because 15 minutes, we're not going to be able to do it, everything. So that just really just giving us an opportunity to touch base with you, get to know who you are, and then see if you'd like to come back and set an appointment to come in. Amen. Hallelujah. And then on Thursdays is our biblical study, 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Amen. Hallelujah. And every third Friday, we're feeding, hallelujah, the underserved at Surf City. Amen. And then we will be starting the last Saturday of the month. Amen. We'll be going out evangelizing on the street. So the day before, I'll send it out where we'll be located at. And we're just going on the street. We're not taking no banners. or We're going straight on the street with our microphones and the, and the Bible. And we're going to preach the gospel. And we're going to let God be God. Hallelujah. That's it. Wherever he's saying, we go. And we do 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Every last Saturday of the month. Amen. We're going to start that September. September. The last Saturday in September. Amen. And I'll tell you location. And we'll be praying pr- um, a couple weeks prior to us going out because we need to be prayed up. We, you just don't go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You be prayed up as well. So we'll pray. We'll fast. And then we go. And we do what God say do. Hallelujah. And that's what we do. So if you want to join us, it don't matter if you in another ministry, ministers, pastors, leaders, wherever you are, if you'd like to join us. Because guess what? Wherever we go, we may can't handle all those people. You may be close to them. Maybe God have called you to those people. So maybe they need to come to your church. So it's not about the people and they're coming to. The, no, God give us a measure on who he wants us to have. 
So if you are led to outreach, if you're led to go on the streets to ministry, and you just been saying, I want to do it, I just don't know where to start, come and join us. That's why we're called SOAR International Outreach Network. We're here to network with ministries. It's not about just us. We're networking with one another to do the work of the kingdom of God. It's all God. It's not even about just, it's God. So let's come and let's do it. Amen. Because there are people that are lost. And people that have been in in, in God and have lost their way. We got to bring them back in. Jesus is soon to come. Hallelujah. So we thank God for you. We're right on time, 1030. Amen. I like my clock because it's five minutes fast. It let me know it's time to close. Hallelujah. 1035 means it's 1030. So we thank God for your life. We thank God for you.